This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Wallace dips inside and hits. Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Another week, another week without defeat. This time we're held by Bolton Wanderers in a 1-1 draw, but for most, it certainly felt like a loss. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. I'm James Mapping, and alongside me this week is belated birthday boy Liam Russell and uh, Jack Gig. And uh, Liam, mate, good birthday. Yeah, mate, very good, very good. Not as heavy as... Uh... As you might have expected. You still had quite a few beers, though. Yeah, I did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So going steady on Friday night didn't happen, put it that way. (laughs) What time did you get in? Half two, I think. No, three, probably. (laughs) That's not too bad. And then back at it half 12 the next day. (laughs) Christ. Day out at Hallam. Very good day. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hallam FC. Well, I'll tell you what, it were a blinder, weren't it, Jake? Oh, great game of football, yeah. We got sun were out. We had uh, red cards, goals. Beers. (laughs) Beers. <laughs> Brilliant. A slope. A slope. And it is a slope. And I never realised how... I mean, I only live around the corner. And I've played on it, but you're like as a kid. Yeah. And just not realising. I thought... And I went with my dad. I mean, I went... Looks like a one-sided pitch, this one. <laughs> Depending on where you go. Well, I thought, I thought they'd want to kick uphill first half. And downhill second half. But they didn't, did they? No. Might not yeah. want to toss. Uh, downhill. Get a few goals. And well, then... that was it. They scored two... <laughs> They scored two quick goals and then the oppo's keeper got sent off and they didn't have a sub-keeper. So I think they stuck striker in there and he didn't concede. He were better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he made some rate saves. So he'll be in on Saturday then, do you think? Yeah, next, next week. <laughs> Christ. Um, right. Um, now, it's not just us three. We are joined by a special guest this evening, joined by a lifelong Sheffield Wednesday fan, 18-year uh, world snooker referee. He was ref the 2014 and 28 finals in Sheffield. Uh, it's Mr. Brendan Moore. Brendan, how are you going, mate? You all right? Evening, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good that, was, that was right, that, weren't it? 
2014-2018 yeah sounds about right there we go go on who won him I can can tell you go on then (laughs) go on then who was the 14 14 was uh, Selby and O'Sullivan who won it Selby score Ooh. 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 how far did you google son <laughs> hey, no, I know that Let's one test the knowledge. I know that one because Ronnie, Ronnie crashed his car afterwards I remember that one <laughs> that's right innit yeah uh, god what's the score Ooh. It, what's it I can't remember I've lost my marbles here what's clue. it what's so, it first so we got 18 Eight, so it was 18 Wait, was it quite a difference that 18 14 spot on oh, 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 and, then, and the 18 Higgins versus Williams Williams won it, eighteen sixteen. Oh, lo- knowledge. Jesus. Wow. Which way is the stat, oh. man? I'm sweating now. I'm going to say Absolute font of knowledge. This is why we don't do quizzes with Liam, because he just wins them every single time. Except for a music quiz. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brendan, thanks for, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, it's... It's yeah, good to good to have you here. Like good to have different guests on and and whatnot. Obviously, we'll be talking a little bit about uh, snooker and, uh, and and some of your stories that you've got a little bit uh, a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, can you remember your first first Wednesday game? Oh, it's testing now, that isn't it? Probably not. No, I was one of them back when I was six seven year old. My dad was a Unitedite, so we got a United one week, Wednesday next. The thing is, back then years. though, no, I don't that say back. I don't, thing, I, I don't want to say back then, like no disrespect to the seventies, <laughs> but it did happen then, though, didn't it? it happened all the time because my granddad was the same. My granddad was United, right? But he took my dad to both. They never did away games back then. They went to Hillsborough one week, uh, United next, and I did that for a couple of years with a, a mate of mine and his dad as well. And he got to about nine, ten year old, and it was a case of pick. And then you saw sense. And then it was never a, it was never a choice <laughs> after that. It was just straight in. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm guessing you've been to some, uh, well, seen us through all the glory years then, haven't you? Like in the, in the 90s and stuff like that. Did you get to go to many games there, through then? Yeah, yeah. Um, probably 90, 91 season was the one where we all hit it back then at that age because we had a great team. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's the year that we beat uh, Man United at Wembley. Yeah, So yeah. we had a great season. Never forget Ipswich away at first game, selling it out, fans all over the ground. Happened most games that season it was just a brilliant season to be involved in and then obviously 93 the two finals and what have you I'm more talking about beating other lot really? yeah. <laughs> in the end in the FA, that FA Cup semi-final like, FA Cup it? semi-final yeah. yeah good stuff well, we'll actually we'll talk a, bit, a little bit more about yourself uh, a little bit later on but obviously we'll uh, yeah we'll, we'll talk about the, the small matter of uh, of Bolton on Friday night, which obviously you did, uh, you did go to as well. You, know, you weren't because you don't get before we move on. You don't get to go to many games, do you? Because you're all over the world with your snooker referee, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm not in Sheffield that often, but I mean, I did Milton Keynes away the first game. Um, I did Bolton on Friday night. What was the oh Portsmouth the first game, then Milton Keynes. Yeah, Bolton on Friday, and then Peterborough. The last home game. I think they're the only four games I've managed to be actually around for. Yeah. And then, and I'm hopefully going to make Derby on the last game. What when but we when they're given as a guard of honour? That's already done. Yeah, promotion, <laughs> job done. So that'll probably be the next one I get to. Um, but I don't get to go to many more, so I don't bother with the season ticket because there's just no point. So I just when I'm around in Sheffield or anywhere, I'll uh, try and grab a ticket. And Where have you been this year then, in terms of countries? Then doing your doing your job. Um, 
I'm trying to, most of my traveling this year has been with the nine ball pool abroad. All right, okay. Where I've been uh, Atlantic City for the US Open, Las Vegas for the Moscone Cup. <laughs> we've just been in Poland for the World Championships, and then coming up later this year, we've got we've got an event in Spain. I'm out to Atlantic City again, um, Germany. So how do you become a, a pool referee then? <laughs> I, I just felt lucky because I work for World Snooker and Matchroom, and Barry Hearn runs both. It sounds like a uh, it sounds like a great gig getting to go all these different uh, different places. I know, where do we way. sign up? <laughs> I know exactly. Right, let's uh, let's talk about the game then on uh, on Friday, um, Friday night under the lights. Beautiful, always good. I'll be honest, I shouldn't have gone because I felt shit. You probably gave by my voice as well. Still kind of recovering a little bit but I've got FOMO massive like big time and when we're doing so well I was like I can't not can't not go to match and like I said I should have I should have stayed at home and just watched it on, on telly and in hindsight it probably would have been the better, better decision because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't really a wasn't really wasn't a, class, a thriller was it wasn't really a yeah four or five goal thriller or anything like that where it to be fair so I wouldn't have really missed anything um but yeah, we're in a bit of a tangle. But yeah, um, starting lineup, four changes. So after three weeks of the same team, we then have uh, four changes. Obviously, two forced. Byers with an injury, and I offer who, uh, who was suspended. Um, he's also dropped. Um, Gregory uh, Smith. Smith, yep, yeah, and, and Brown as well. And so, what did you think to that, Liam? Like the the, the four changes. <sighs> Strange in it because I, I kind of expected Hunt to start and Palmer to shuffle across. We were kind of saying, as much as I wanted James to start, I wouldn't have been surprised to see Johnson straight back in just because it's been that way, hasn't it, since start of this season, pretty much. If he's available, he's playing, but I suppose that might have been down to circumstance as well. So, uh, and I was shocked to see Gregory, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of it was a bit, it was a bit, somewhat like I say, and kind of, I don't know. I was kind of surprised to see Delhi Bashiru as well. But that again, maybe more a personal thing than a, than maybe what I really expected. So, so yeah, it was quite surprising, but still confident. You know, you think we'd have enough on there to to do to do a job as such. So, Jack, you didn't realise there were that many changes, did you? First? I didn't, mate. No, I was uh, I was obviously out boozing with Liam, and I only had a couple, but I must have had more, <laughs> must have hit me harder than I thought. And uh, <laughs> when at lads put, I can't believe there's been that many changes. I had to get get my phone back out what do you mean that many times I then? suppose you look and, and you see Smith not starting Gregory up there you think that's like Whoa. That's oh like, mate I was I I buzzing you know I'm, I'm a big big Gregory advocate and uh, and then like yeah so looks of a team I thought you know looked steady the defence looked good enough midfield I think Salim Salim I, I was surprised to see Delhi start I would have I would have gone with Dennis I think he uh, he kind of <laughs> To be honest, I think he just—I think he just offers more. With, I think Delhi probably has the ability to do more, but I think when it actually comes to doing it, I think you get more out of Dennis and a week in, week out thing. And then striker-wise, like I say, Smith, Gregory, we've ar argued, been harsh on me, we've debated um, all season. You know, which who do you prefer? What who would you start? But both of them, when they when they have started, they can score, but they both this season haven't really exactly lit it up. So. It was a toss-up, but I was happy. You know, you see Windass up there, Bannon was playing. You think that's that's probably enough to get through it. Um, so, yeah, good. I was confident going into it. Um, 
I'm sure we'll get into it. My confidence soon drifted away uh, as the game <laughs> yeah. went on, but yeah. we'll get into that. Brendan, what did you think to that starting lineup? Because I mean, kind of what, what they've just said, really, like it, it does feel like this season, like now we've got into you know where we are top of the league. It's almost like whoever Darren Moore chooses, the way that you know players have played and the performances that everyone's kind of put in, it doesn't really matter who he picks, does it? Because it's always a, it's always been a. A good side, isn't it? You know, the all right, these question marks over people like Deli Bashiru, whether he's put the, the the work ethic in and stuff like that. But you know, picking James over Johnson, that's not it's kind of tit for tat, isn't it? Really, Do you know what I mean, what I'm trying to get is it doesn't really matter who he picks at the moment, does it? Really, well, that's the thing. You look at the team at the moment, they walk out, and I just every time they walk out, I just think they've got the impression they've won anyway. They're that confident and playing well, um, strong at the back. As we said, we, what we got, 20 clean sheets? 21, 21, I think is it is, now. Yeah. Um, they just look They just look formidable. And it, it's like in the past two years or so, they go a goal behind and you just think, well, that's it, game over. Whereas now if they go behind, you know they've got him to come back. Um, but I just think I think we actually need to give Bolton credit. I think after the first 25, 30 minutes, I, th- I thought they looked really strong. Um, and you wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs because I think if they go with the form that they're showing at the moment, I think they'll be the third team to go up. Yeah, they, they did look quite good, to be honest. And I think you're right. Like, I think the, the form that we're in, I think we just expect to steamroll everyone. I know obviously yeah. it's been 1-0 wins for the past couple of weeks and everything and goals have been harder to come by. But but yeah, I, I think it's just, people just think it's a foregone conclusion, don't they? It's, it's already, already that's thing, up. That's the thing where I was at, uh, I sit on the... South Stand and where I was oh, as pro- soon as prone sandwich brigade over here. <laughs> look at it in posh seats you know well if it's not a posh seat I'm not going <laughs> I'm not sitting um, on cop whatever it is <laughs> yeah but um, they had people around me as soon as Bolton scored it was just like the moaning and groaning instantly you thought we were 5-0 down oh it's quick it was just unbelievable I'm just sat there thinking hang on he's it's one all. It's football. We're top at league. We're not going to go un- unbeaten all season. Not concede a goal all season. We're still in a good position, but you'd think we'd just get about to get relegated the way some of them go off. Yeah, there was a point on the on the cop. I heard it. I reckon around seventy minutes when Bolton were like zipping it, and you probably thought. I think we'd made our changes and stuff, and I think everyone was looking, thinking. I reckon we're probably getting a, a point at best here, and I think someone had a bad touch or a loose pass, and I heard people borderline booing, and I was thinking, what? 22 games unbeaten top of the league and you're booing at 1-1 I thought fucking get out please because like, if you're going to boo that then what's the point do you know what I mean I must admit I expected some booing at full time just because of what what happened know, normally happens, yeah, are, yeah. yeah I was impressed that they didn't to be fair <laughs> yeah well I think they've been up real. well it's funny you said about when we conceded because I, I, obviously I sat on the north and I'm, look, I'm looking over to Cop and I did feel like they were there was a kind of consensus of Come on, they were a bit of a, you know, which you don't normally see. And I think that is because we are where we are in the league and everyone's like, right, come on, we can actually, we can actually do this now. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to like, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to get there. So yeah, interesting to, to hear that you, you heard some boos and, uh, well, not boos, but you know, groan, moans and groans. And I think they were initial, initially, because it was a, we'll, we'll obviously talk about the goal a little bit more, but it was a bit of a sloppy goal, I thought, to, to concede and, and, and probably one that, you know, Darren Moore will probably be disappointed in, to be honest. Um, Liam, what were your overall thoughts then on the game as a whole? Um, I don't know. It was a bit. What did you think? What did you think beforehand? Like going into the game, are, are confident? Yeah, yeah, I was confident. I was confident. Like I was saying two one or two nil. That was my. That was my prediction. I was confident. I thought we had enough to do it, and 
to be honest, after the thing, I can't remember how it panned out. Did they they maybe started the better and then we had a good 15 minute spell, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I mean, like 15, the, first, 20 minutes. the first two or three minutes, it would, it would, well, they came out of the traps quick. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Which I think they needed to because we that's what we do. And then and they, they looked at that and gone, you know, how do we stop Wednesday from scoring in the first 10 minutes? And, and they <clears> did. And then, but we scored in the 11th. Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a good spell. Um, and then really from half time, I think they looked all right, Bolton, but I just thought they kept the ball. Like, obviously they, they didn't let us have the ball, which yeah. I suppose is one thing. I don't think they created particularly created a lot, to be perfectly honest with you. But they were good with the ball and they stopped us from getting it. And that was pretty much it. For, that the rest, Ricardo, for the rest of the game. Yeah, Ricardo Santos, their centre-back, he's, he's like, a bit like a Rolls-Royce in it. Yeah, you can see why he's their best player. He did look quite... Where's he from? Can you remember? What, what club? Yeah, yeah. Where did they sign him from? Oh, you're testing me now. I have no idea. I was trying to remember, only purely because I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, I know he's Portuguese. That's uh, Yeah, I so. saw my dad yesterday and he was saying he was a good player. And I was like, I can't remember. So the score will tell us this. Oh, here we go. So for score, get that, get that on go. <laughs> but no, I, I think... Just like going back to the the starting lineup and obviously choosing Gregory, you know, I, I spoke on the on the preview show about how Bolton are a team that they like to press. They like to press high. If you look at the stats, they are the team that that press the most. Um, and I think you know we do like to play out from the back sometimes, but I think what what we did this this week is. We didn't. We didn't do other. I mean, we did it a few times, passing out from the back, but it was clear direction to to go longer. And I think when we've been going long up to Smith, the ball don't really hold up. Whereas Gregory is much better at at holding the ball up. So I think that's probably why he's gone Gregory over Smith. And I mean, the other thing as well is we've got what four games in. Is it well? It was Friday, Friday, Tuesday, Sunday. Tuesday, when, isn't it? Games Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's a yeah, Chelsea yeah. game Wednesday. Sunday, Wednesday, yeah. But, you know, point being, it's... Yeah, it's thick and fast, isn't it? Yeah, weekend, weekday, weekend, weekday coming up. So maybe that kind of played a part. Yeah, he did, you, say, he did say afterwards as well, more that that he, he played Gregory for this game. So he mould it up and met runs off him type thing, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so. I, I don't think it suits us playing that style of football. But then again... If we'd have played out from the back, I think that would have just played into their hands and they'd have just... Well, it'd have been like Barnsley, <clears throat> Barnsley yeah. early in the season. Yeah, they'd have just closed us down and, and we'd have panicked and what have We're not panicked, but do you know what I mean? Because they, they did... They closed us down, but then because we, we mixed it up, it, they, they didn't really know what we were doing. They, they were like... So, I mean, I suppose it worked to a certain extent, but this shows again how Darren Moore... It was obviously a criticism, weren't it, before, like kind of playing to... The opposition rather than playing to our strengths but I think sometimes you have to do that and I think that's probably why we are where we are because it's worked more often than it's not and it to be fair um, Jack what, what did you think overall then you know obviously going into it confident yeah I went into confident <clears throat> that wasn't English was it uh, went into it confident and um, <laughs> just thought as the game went on we just I think it's the first time I, I thought we looked tired I thought the entire yeah. team looked after. Where was the midfield? By the way, <laughs> right, that, as the game went on, I mean, you've got. Like, I'll just say before that midfield three usually play as like a triangle, and you'll have Byers and Volks that kind of sit and are very clever and have got a great knowledge between each other of one of one of you go, the other one will sit back, and then they swap it up, mix it up, so no one knows who's tracking who, and Ben Bannon just floats around in that kind of number ten role and links up the play. 
But for the entire game, it felt like we were playing like a flat three across the board. Bannon was having to kind of track back. It looked for me as if they didn't trust Delhi with his defensive role. And so Volks was kind of having to cover across. And I think Bannon then realised he can't do it all on his own. So he kind of was dropping in. Then he's coming short to get the ball for defenders. And then that's when you start seeing like, because he's got the range and the ability to do it, he'll see Gregory kind of put his arm up and he'll go, no worries, I'll find you, Gregory. Pings it 70 yards. Gregory brings it down or Smith brings it down. But then there's no one around them and they get swarmed. It's a, it's a loose touch or a loose pass. They take it off you. Midfield are way too deep and then they're on us. And that just seemed to be the pattern of the second half until, <laughs> until I thought probably in the last 15 minutes where it seemed as if for me, Bolton potentially kind of thought if we were going to score, we'd have done it by now. And I think they kind of then, or whether we kind of found a bit of a second wind because it looked like in the last 15, we were having a little push. Johnson was putting more crosses in and getting in behind, but it still was nothing we've really seen. You know, for the last three months, we've controlled, I'd say the vast majority of games, probably bar the Ipswich second half. And that was the first time in a long time where I thought we're not in control of this game here. Yeah, um, I felt Deli Bashiru, it would be easy to say that he didn't really know what his role was. Yeah. And like, kind of what you said, you know, if we were if we were playing the way that we normally play, he wasn't he wasn't fitting into that kind of mould. He was doing something a bit different. I just don't think he's bothered about going backwards and putting a shift in personally. I think he knows what the role is. I just don't, don't think do he it. didn't do it personally. Well, I mean, in fairness, I thought it, it was a very similar performance to what he did against Newcastle where everyone off the ball was running and running and running and running and he wasn't and, and it, he stood out like a sore thumb and he got dragged off at half time and I think I thought he was going to get dragged off well, half time I, th- I think he's he's fortunate in a sense that the injuries that came meant we had to take certain people off which meant like Dennis came on and played up front which I thought he'd have gone the other way I thought Dennis had gone in the middle and Delhi goes up front yeah. like we've seen a few times but that kept him on the pitch I think had Windass stayed fit or Gregory stayed fit, I think that, that board had gone up and he'd been brought off. Brendan, what's your stance on Deli Bashiru? Because obviously we, we talked about him quite a few times this season. We, well, kind of what, what Liam said, really, we a bit underwhelming this season. What what do you think? Unfortunately, I don't get to watch as much as you, so... I suppose what you've really seen not, is... I you, just see highlight bits, so... I, yeah. I suppose you saw him at Portsmouth, opening game at season where he was quite good. He was I think good at it MK. Would de- it was decent at MK. Yeah, you say, I, I you just, said you like I say, I don't see many games, so I'm just sat here listening to what you guys say. Actually intrigued to what you're saying because I don't see this every week. So it's interesting to listen to what it you does, say I about mean, it, it. It does feel, doesn't it? Like, I know we spoke about it probably way back in like January, December time when them contract talks seem to have broken down and he's not done anything and he's not done anything since and... And I, we don't know the you know what is actually going on behind the scene, but it does seem like nothing. Do you know what I mean? The, there's not even even any like paper talk of and, a contract's being like given to. Do you know what I mean? Or he's yeah, due yeah. to sign it in the next week or it's so. It's all going to hush hush. It's it? just yeah. It's basically just radio silence. Which I just feel like he's just he just like I think Liam's something. He just doesn't seem bothered. I see. I don't like to say he's not bothered because he probably he will be bothered. But he, but just, it, he, he just doesn't displays look, don't show he's bothered. Yeah, yeah. And it's he's not interested. To me, it's just more like he doesn't look interested in doing the defensive side. Do you want some note for me? Just before the final whistle, when we were, they, were, they were pressure, weren't they? And he did a shit touch, and then he just dragged their player back. I yeah. just, and I just, and then that, and then that way, I think final whistle. Then, well, they kicked it up front, and then that way. Final I, just, I just went. think, in terms of like that role, why isn't there? Must be some. He must be showing something. 
Because you always seem to be getting picked over Dennis. Because you think last... I know we've not seen Dennis really in full flight as such this season. But last season, he was more box-to-box. And he put a shift in and whatever else. Even Backington. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> After yeah. that, you know, against... on Tuesday, I know we'll probably speak about it a bit. But on Tuesday, I, I'd prefer to see Backington there than him. Because I just think he'll put a shift in. <laughs> um, but you don't want any passengers on Tuesday night, do we? No. To, be, to be honest, like that is that is a game where we need to be on it because they're going to be well, well up for it. Like it's their cup final in it end of the day, so like we've got to we've got to kind of match him. Um, yeah, I think. Well, I think we've already touched on Bolton coming out quick and what have you. Let's let's talk about the goal. Um, Gregory getting on the on the score sheet. Obviously, his first start in what seems like. Forever. Six years. <laughs> um, Fleetwood at home was his last last start. Which was that the cup game over League One? Uh, the League game. The League One. So that were January, I think. Well, yeah, because we yeah, played, played him, about yeah. four times <laughs> in yeah, that three. Yeah, yeah. Ground dog day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great to get him on the on the score sheet, weren't it, Jack? Like, it was, yeah. I mean, that goal was, I know it took a deflection, but that was vintage League Gregory, wasn't it? Yeah. Brilliant ball in by James. And Flint, I'd got Flint first goal scorer. And I'll be honest, from where I was on the cop, I thought he was a bit closer to goal. So I've seen him edit back across, I went, oh, for fuck's sake, what has he done that for? And then obviously dropped to Gregory. And I've spoke about it in the past where I feel like, I will sometimes say it feels like Smith doesn't get on the end of chances. And you sometimes think, why is he not better? Or where, where is he? And probably through no fault of his own, we've said that he probably drags the defenders away, which makes space for someone else. But... <laughs> You've put your other man in there who's like plays a very similar role, the target man, the poacher in the box, and he's found his space. He knows where the ball's gonna be. It's a touch and it's it's touch and shot. And before and I, I'll be honest, it seems like a while since I've seen Smith do that. I can't remember the last chance he had where he's on the end of a cutback or something like that and he's and he's actually got on the end of it. He makes some brilliant runs, and I'm not saying he's not never in the right place, but but does just seem to be a reason. Different, different kinda. Yeah, he just Gregory just seems to know where it's gonna drop. And he's not really scored a goal like that. I don't think Smith has scored a goal like that this season. I think, I think the only no, one I can not think... Been, it's not been a penalty or a deflection. That's well, there were that one. Smith I think scored. Mansfield's the only one where I can remember where like Johnson was whipping it and he yeah, kind of and got he, on the end of it. Yeah. And that's probably it. But I think... There's been a couple where across goal and just taps it in, essentially. There's one... Was it his first goal? The one where but he ran through, didn't it? Ran onto it and slotted it. But yeah, I, mean, I get what you say. Yeah, so definitely. I feel like... They are different. They're obviously, they're similar build and stuff, but I think I I still stand by it. I think if Gregory had played the same amount of minutes as Smith, he'd he'd have, he'd have had a lot, not a lot more goals. He would have had more goals. Um, but that's by the by. But I think it was nice to see him start. Nice to see him score. And then, well, just standard gets injured and it comes off. So <laughs> we'll probably see him again starting about six weeks' time, unless it's not as bad as we. But he had think. A, yeah, he had a chance before that as well, didn't he? Gregory. Yeah, so, great save from the keeper to be fair. Yeah. So like in the first, what, 10 minutes already, Gregory, you know, his, his first start in, in however many weeks or whatever, he's not, he didn't come in cold, if you know what I mean. He weren't like, it didn't take him long to get going. And, and yeah, obviously he had one chance, well, two chances. And I mean, another day that's it back of the net, isn't it, that first one? Yeah. Yeah, he's a great from save. From the long throw, isn't it? Um, Which we are, we are like using a... long throws a lot more now, aren't we, to be fair? Yeah, yeah, Flint. I, I, mean... I, was say, I think Flint going on that front post, really, even if he doesn't win it, he, he makes sure the ball's going past him, whether he flicks it on or not, he just makes sure that, that defender's not getting it. No matter he's what. just a nuisance, isn't oh, it? Oh, he's just, a nightmare. Just a mountain. He's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've not... I mean, we used to say McGuinness is big, didn't we? But 
he's I've never I mean when they're number 10 squared up to him in first half oh, yeah. oh my god I thought <laughs> he, battles and all god that. almighty I, thought, I felt I was worried for that number 10 and then he like put arm up number 10 like as if he was going to bat him away and I thought oh no yeah. Flint, I could just see Flint like Mario or something into the ground <laughs> and he's just stuck in there but but yeah I mean I think the long throws one a goal will come from there soon because I I, I feel like the way we do a long throw we're just playing the odds throw it in and flick it and just hope it drops. And one of them's going to drop soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just need to work on it a little bit more, don't they? Yeah. Really? Like, a bit more planned. I think that, but I think, the, I think a long throw is... Just a hope, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, for to me, be fair, the, the, the pitch doesn't lend itself, especially on that on the north stand side. There's like no runoff area, is there really? No. You can't... You, you see a team like, I don't know, like Port Vale, and, and they had about four mile. You know, from from edge of pitch to, to to run into, but I think we you know we benefit from having the width rather than you know bringing yeah. the pitching and, uh, and and doing the long throws and what have you. But Brendan, what did you, when that goal went in? Did you think it were just going to be a foregone conclusion? You know, af- after everything else that's gone on. Yeah, I mean, I said two 0 at the start of the game anyway, but the <laughs> like you said, at two or three minutes they had at the start. Once we weathered that, got in control, I just thought we looked comfortable. Um, I mean, when we have that, like, pressure, one difference I think this season is we had that last season, but we kind of didn't capitalise on it. Whereas I think this season we are having pressure, but we're then getting a goal. Yeah, they look, they look strong. They, they look strong all through this season. Like we said earlier, these games last season that you... Did, that Last season they lost that game on Friday night. No yeah. two ways about that. Um, they're just mentally stronger as well. But when, like I said, when they got that first goal, I thought they were just going to... Cruise is probably the wrong word, but I thought they were going to be in control. But like I say, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think we have to give them credit the way they played after that, Bolton. Yeah, well, the thing is as well, I think we've got to look at look at the teams that we've played recently. They've, they, all right, they've not been, you know, up at the top like Plymouth, although that was fairly recent, but all the teams are top-half teams. Do you know what I mean? The likes of... Portsmouth last week, obviously we played Ipswich, Charlton, Peterborough. They're all decent sides. Like the, you know, and I think some people are looking at maybe Ipswich what they're doing, and you know, was it six wins, no goals conceded? But the teams they've played, oh, I've, all right, it was Shrewsbury at the weekend, but they've not been, they've not been teams like the calibre that we've been playing. So, and and then you look at the you look at the games that are coming up. We've after Barnsley got fairly favourable. I think they're all in the bottom half, other than the last two, which are Shrewsbury and Derby. But the next seven are all, you know, Forest Green bottom of the league. This is a uh, is it Ac- uh, Accrington, Charlton, Charlton, Accrington, Exeter. Yeah, Lincoln as well. Lincoln, like. Yeah, <laughs> they eventually <laughs> lost their. Uh, they eventually lost their home streak, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. At the weekend, they've not lost at home all season, Lincoln. <laughs> Yeah, a about, lot of draws. <laughs> yeah, about thirteen draws or whatever it was. So quite impressive, though. <laughs> but yeah, so so like, yeah, like you said, there you've got we've, we've got to give got to give Bolton credit, and I think as well, teams come that they they have a game plan, don't they? They they have a game plan, and Bolton clearly clearly had one, which were, you know, also when they got a goal, just time waste and and take it take it slow keep the ball uh, keep the ball off us um but they looked a decent side i mean you obviously you've not watched a, a great deal have you brendan this this season so maybe a, a question for for jack where would you rank bolton then in terms of teams that have come to come to us where i think quite a lot of us have said i'd that, say probably second i'd say i'd say barnsley is still the best team to come 
I think they Barnsley the only team that dominated us from minute one to the end of the game and we were we were so far off it that day um, I'm hoping <laughs> I really hope one of the things I'd be doing if I were Darren Moore I'd just be, I'd just be playing that I'd, just, I'd be watching we watch that again lads about 90 minutes before we go to Barnsley and just remember how bad we were that day <laughs> and we don't do that again um, I thought Bolton were brilliant I thought I mean if you look at the possession stats I think we had 39% of the ball and as much as I think lesser teams will say sometimes do pointless possession where they knock it around the back and then when they try and come forward they lose it they didn't we they didn't lose it they just looked a bit toothless up front so they would knock it around the back they'd knock it for transition through the lines and then when it got to kind of that they might get a cross in but there was no one there or they'd kind of ruin it out of play and stuff but they were trying and I think on another day well I mean another day anything can happen but whether whether they just weren't linking up with the striker the striker was having a bad day I'm not too sure um, but really, really good side. I mean, I'll be honest. I I was happy with the point once once the game. Yeah, got after going, the game, definitely hundred percent. Because I think once they scored, we looked. I said it earlier. We looked leggy. The atmosphere went flat. I thought, and yeah. well, it became a well. That goal, I, I thought it was quite sloppy. If to be perfectly well, honest, yeah. I think it's the worst goal we've conceded. There's a, a catalogue of errors in a sense isn't there not as it's not a comedy show it's anything well yeah what's happened there but you can go that it looks wrong, easy, that wrong. It? that's wrong yeah and it's very i think that's the first time for a very long time we've let one lane like that i mean i don't think i'm being well i might be being a bit harsh but you, you look at like for me won't he he almost gets caught in two minds you don't know whether to to go to the man well to, i think stop the cross i think volts is the first one at fault when they're allowed out wide as it and james comes to volts points to say like go and get him but that was his man I, I felt I could be wrong but it felt like that was his man who ran him behind yeah, I agree yeah and James is like obviously kind of pressing the man who's on the ball and he can't if, if he drops then he's just got a free cross to swing it in so you're expecting Bolts to track the runner he doesn't they then get him behind like you say for me where it's like in no man's land he's not blocking the cross the cutback but he's not close enough to the runner to yeah. put any pressure on him Flint I think drops off he kind of he seems to kind of drop towards the goal as in like I'll be the block but when you're blocking something at six yards out or eight yards out however far out you need you need a real solid thing otherwise you get what happens and it spin, it's your boot and it, it just spins in and it's that typical goal in it where they all rush in and then the striker just holds back holds back yeah. and, then, and then it gets cut back to him doesn't it kind of thing and that's and- what I mean Gregory does the same thing in the second half when Johnson gets in behind obviously the north side but gets in behind and everyone runs to the line and Gregory just peels and stops and says give it me and Johnson doesn't because that's what he does but uh, <laughs> but oh yeah so you know we could have done basically a carbon copy of their goal but just from the other side um, but Dawson's, Dawson's got no chance for that yeah. um, I felt well, for Dawson right, even after the deflect like, you know it's it, I mean he's close to it Dawson but he's got it, you're not going to no save many now. deflected ones from there unless it just hits you um, but I felt for Dawson because since do you know what I mean like I feel like he's not busy in games, in a sense, which is no fault of his own or anyone. Do you know what I mean? It shows the defence and the midfield and we're controlling the game. But he doesn't do a lot. And then when he has a chance to do something, it's deflected and it's past him. And he probably thinks, well, that's my clean sheet gone. And, not, not and I've not fault, had a chance. Yeah. And then he don't think he makes a save for the rest of the game. Oh, it's a, yeah, because the hip switched, they, they, that were a deflection. Yeah, and then a defle- worldly free kick. Like- worldly free kick off barring in and then George heads it into the top corner. Then we've got... Um, who else have we conceded against? Was that the last time we conceded before? No, it can't be. <laughs> Try to wrap my brains there. <laughs> we haven't conceded that many, have we? 
We went, oh, we went to Charlton a week later, didn't we? Didn't concede. Didn't concede at Portsmouth. Peterborough didn't concede. It was that one. Yeah, it's been one nils, hasn't it? Yeah, one nil every week. One nil to the Wednesday. But but yeah, so I do feel a bit for Dawson because he was at times thinking (laughs) I'm the best spectator in the house, and then suddenly, oh shit, they were oh shit, it's deflected and in. And right, I'll see you see you next week for me one shot to save it. Hopefully, I'll I'll get on end of it. But but yeah, I take a point. (laughs) Injuries were a big talking point because we had three of them in that game, didn't we? We had James that went off at half time who I just thought that were tactical. tactical. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think it were. Well, I yeah, people were saying that, but then at the same time, it's not done out wrong. Do you know what I mean? No, but I just, I just, I didn't think you were getting, we, we didn't have much joy down that left-hand side. And especially when you then see how much joy we did have down the left, I thought they were like, mm. a, I thought it were, a, at that point, I just thought, oh, it would Well, it was I, I, I said to you at half time, I was like, I reckon it'll be the classic everyone go out for 10, 15 minutes and then make the subs. But I said, I think Johnson will come on because if it's still 1-1, one, one, we'll, we've got to be getting balls into the box. And he is the... You say assist. that, you, you say that though, but who put the ball in for the for the goal? Yeah, but, like, and he's but that him. was his... But then at the same time, uh, one of the frustrating things I fought with James yesterday, I'm so used to saying it as if it's on Friday, was there a couple of times where he gets out wide and he's left-footed and he checks back to run inside onto his right foot and loses it. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? Like, so that, I mean, there was a good one where he'd already done it once and lost it, <laughs> did it again and thought, shit, I'm going to lose this. Touched it back to Bannon. For Mayweather, run into the space where James would be. And then for Mayweather, was trying to play this like Zidane's pass in behind for James Toronto, which he massively overrated because he's a centre half. And why would he be able to make that? But I just think, 25 seconds earlier, we've got a left-footed defender who could have just crossed that in and we've overworked. And I think at times that's why Johnson, as much as I think he's crossing at times, it's frustrating. He can just from, you know, if you just draw a line 30 yards down the pitch, get him in that zone, he'll just go ping, ping, ping. You know, it's like a pitching wedge. He'll just cross it in no matter what. Yeah. And they don't always find people. A lot of the time they don't find people, but they're not always bad crossers. There's no one on the end of them. Um, Whereas I think at times James probably runs a bit more rather than crossing it and I think as the strikers are probably they make a run thinking cross is coming oh no check back right get back. and then once you start checking around with it it's very hard to get on you know to actually get the ball in the box everyone's back organised so yeah. I think I think that was one of the reasons yeah, why yeah, he yeah. made it but it was always going to Johnson was always going to come you've got to get legs oh, yeah, in as well so yeah. it was always going to come on if we needed needed to score um, but I was surprised I, th- I thought it was tactical at half time yeah because I didn't really see what happened to James. I didn't see anything happen to him. Where I thought, oh, he like usually see him, aren't you like hobbling a bit or holding the leg down or, or going down. I didn't see anything, and then he was just off. So God knows what he's done. Is it ankle again? Another apparently, apparently so. Yeah, all three were apparently. Oh, were they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mentioned three. Obviously, the other two were were Windass and and Gregory. Brendan, what did you think when you saw you know Windass come off, then Gregory come off? If it's going to be one thing that's going to be our undoing this season, it's it's going to be injuries in it and. It's just that it's, it seems like every single year it's the same old thing, isn't it? Yeah. Was it last year, year before, last two years? It was just injury after injury every week. Always your key players as well. I mean, hopefully the, um, the Windass especially, I, I don't think that's going to be as bad as as, uh, as first feared. Fingers crossed. But I think Windass would be a, a big loss. 
well, we're not think we know we're not yeah. going to be a big loss. Yeah, it's, it's key. You, know, you look at his numbers. Like we're at ten goal contributions in his last ten games up until that point. So, like that that alone just shows how how much of a yeah he's key to the front line, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, for me, I just when, when when you see him go off, you just think. Oh, like not again. Like, but it's not on. just that. It's, it's deflating for your own team when they know he's gone off. But it's also a lift for the opposition when he goes off because they all know he's the danger man. Yeah. Um, and I think that gave them a, a lift as well at that point. Yeah, it probably did, to be fair. like I've, I didn't really think about it in that way. You're always so wrapped up in yourself, aren't you, really? that Yeah, I probably didn't really think about that. Um, Liam, are you, are you getting fed up with these injuries? obviously there were buyers as well that's that's missing yeah i mean you've got to that's something that we kind of forget and <laughs> you know i know maybe walking away from the ground i was probably the same as you was thinking oh, i felt a bit like a loss but then if you think about it dom one change buyers two changes and then we've had three go off in the game yeah what can you expect from it's like in terms of a result so realistically afterwards looking at it you know, I wasn't quite as disappointed as what maybe I was walking out the ground. But yeah, it's just... In hindsight, should we have brought a few extra bodies in in, uh, in January? Well, we'll see, won't we? I mean, it's easy I to say Yeah, that now, I, I don't think... I don't think... No, to be honest. Because normally, you know, we've got Windass, Gregory Smith, Wilkes. You know, there's Pato... They all got in. Well, Pato got injured after January, didn't he? Or back Plymouth, end of January. Plymouth game, weren't it? So, no. I think on the face of it, we look fine. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how bad they are. Hopefully, they're not as bad as what they look. But it is a bit of a, oh, fucking hell, here we go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, but they reckon, obviously, Wilkes is back training, which could be massive if he comes back in there. Uh, and does what we thought he was going to do. And then obviously Pato apparently is back in contention sooner than what they thought. So that could be massive as well because as we know, he can play anywhere, can't he? Do you know what, right? He's one of the players, I've, I wouldn't say I've missed him in terms of like, I've, I've probably forgotten about him a little bit, but he, he does make a massive difference, doesn't he, Pato? Like the games he's played. And I think there's been a lot where we could have done with, with him. Like, I these, think these that, one nils that we've, I know we've won them, but he'd have probably come on for the last 15, 20 minutes. Not even up front one. I think he'd have played. I think if he'd have been, I'm not gonna lie. If he would have been fit, he'd have played right wing back last night, uh, Friday night, in my opinion. Um, I think when, without being harsh, when Hunt has to play now, I think he's had one decent game. I don't think he was great. I think it wasn't awful, but he doesn't seem to offer as much as what he used to. Whereas Pato, when he's played right wing back, every time he seems to have played really well, doesn't he? So I just think he offers. He offers that support everywhere don't they yeah 100% um, especially in a game like that if you get what I'm saying where we've had numerous injuries he could have moved do you know what I mean yeah he might have been playing up front but he could have moved somewhere else and then he could have so I think if he can be back before the end of the season it could be could be a big one I think can but, you see any of them lads that went off playing Tuesday I can't see Windass playing Tuesday do you what worries me about the Windass one is he went down and no one was around him. He was just running in behind and then just dropped, which makes me think... He's twisted it. He's, he's rolled it. Do you know, like Reece James did his at Wickham? Like he's just shifting and yeah. ankle's gone. It's just gone. And if it is that, you know, that's... Well, I mean, he was out for about a month when he reached James. Do you ever think, you know, when you see these injuries or hear about these injuries, do you ever think like, how bad is it actually? Like... 
Do you ever wish, not, not that you wish hurt yourself, but do you, <laughs> do you like to feel exactly the same as what they feel like? Or because I feel like, you know, when I play football or I've got running or whatever I do, I, I kind of like run through the pain barrier and I just carry on. Probably do myself so much harm. <laughs> Like by doing, sound great. by doing that, or do you know what I mean? Like you'll you'll, you'll feel a twinge, you might carry on, and then next minute you can't run for like I don't know. I've sp- I've sprained my ankle playing football, um, in a real daft in like a fifty-fifty where we both hit the ball at the same time and like a block challenge, and my my skinny frame I just went like you know an ankle just went all over, and you know I was on the phone I was like and I tried to I tried to run it off thinking it would be fine, and when I kicked the ball again it felt as if I couldn't even control my foot. Like the pain, it felt like someone just bent it right back. If something similar like that happens, where if you roll it and you get that feeling, it, the no, thing is, the danger they have as well is when you're on the pitch and you go down like that, because I hear people going, oh, we have a, I mean, I've seen some things on Twitter today. Some people going, oh, it wind us, you're probably faking it and stuff like that. I'm thinking, faking it? We've been our best attacker for the last three months. Why would he go... Yeah, I don't fancy this one. I'll come off. I mean, what a stupid. Anyway, that's anyway, that's Twitter, isn't it? But but if he's like that, physio will come on and they'll go, "What happened?" And he goes, "I don't know. I was just running, and suddenly my ankle just gave way." They're going to always say, "Well, come off then," because it could be if ligaments have gone or you've yeah. rolled it, and maybe you've got a stress fracture or a smart break. They're not going to say, "Yeah." No, what, <laughs> what, what I mean is like, no, they come out and say, "Oh, it's a it's a knock." Like, mm. what is a knock? Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, what, yeah, what yeah. is a knock? Like, I've. I've just, yeah, you know, like I said, you know, rolled your ankle, but then you, you, you feel like you're all right. Is that, is that a knock? And I don't, do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't, it just, for me, I just think sometimes, uh, to be fair, I'm liking my wife as well. Like something's happened, she'll go, ah, like I've, like she's been shot. And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't even, nothing even happened. Like, you know, I've just touched you, do you know what I mean? And she's good, like rolling on the floor. Like she's, you know, like whatever's happened. So I'm like, and then I'll I'll do something and just, just brush it off, you know, like, <laughs> macho, macho man. And but it's the same it's the same type of thing. I sometimes think, did that actually hurt? Like, are you just like putting it on? Sometimes I think she says how before it's even touched her. I, I'm making out as if I like beat my wife. Up, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Police I, are on the way. <laughs> just just for the record, I don't. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just some of the. Came from my head there, but uh, so do you think any of them will play on Tuesday night? <laughs> <laughs> <A> tangent. <laughs> um, they need I'm to. Gonna, I'm going to say I think Windass plays. Yeah, that's me. I think Windass well, I said plays. It, we were talking about it before, weren't we? Before we went on, and we spoke about it earlier. I can't remember if it was yesterday or at some point. We're on for hat trick again. We have, yeah. <laughs> Friday night, anyway, Saturday. And I told Sunday. you, them rumours are going to start. <laughs> <laughs> them rumours. Have you, have, you, have you got yourself set up? It's bare bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it might be here if we can't get across half city for Blooming Marathon next week. Oh, yeah, true. Um, I've lost my point. Point of my story. Yeah. Windass, Moonbeam. Oh, yeah. We were saying, if they just put it on, just as, you know, for them to think he's not going to play Tuesday night. And, so they don't prepare for him. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, right, I don't know what they're for. Like, I don't know what they're... But normally when they've got one of them on, they've got crutches as well. He didn't have crutches in this picture that's been taken. No. I just don't... Yeah, I don't know. He probably had Versace or something on side. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's like a new a new, a new trainer because they all look great daft, them new trainers that they all wear, don't they? So maybe it was something like that. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It, like Darren Moore does play mind games. As much as you wouldn't think it, he does. You know, he very rarely... I mean, I was surprised that he said, said that buyers weren't fit 
on he said that on, on Thursday didn't he ahead of the game on Friday he normally keeps keeps quiet on stuff like that yeah um, Brendan do, does that annoy you that Darren Moore keeps keeps quiet like, for quite a lot of people they they want to like they want to know what's happening but are you no, are you I happy with that I don't want to know he, he knows best whatever gets the best out of the team whatever gets best performance and best results for, for us that's all I'm bothered about if he keeps other team I don't why should you um, I mean, Ferguson was the best at it, wasn't he? I mean, he'd never release anything. He'd always keep it to his chest or send some false rumours out or something. I think if Darren wants to keep it to his chest, carry on. He's kind of done that all the way through, hasn't he? Yeah. Jackie, like, he's not, it's not like he's just suddenly changed. No, he's no, always no. been like that. Um, I know Steve, when I said, he's like, oh, he, he said he was, he said he was going to be all right. He said he was going to be fit. And then he did this and the other. And I'm like, why, why are you getting so et up about it? Does it really matter? Yeah. Does it matter that, you know, unless you've put a bet on him or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, but even then you'll just get your money back if you didn't play. So it doesn't really matter. Well, like, why, why are you getting so like... Do you think, because he has always done it. I think he was criticised more for it before, but now we are where we are. There seems to be less noise about it. Well, yeah, whenever you're doing well, the, the, those things just go quiet, don't they? Like, you, you, you know, it's weird, isn't it? Because I think as a fan, you want to, you want to know, really. But like you say, it's it's more than that, isn't it? You know, it's not just us that these press conferences are going out to. Yeah, the other team all like, and especially when it's Sheffield Wednesday, no, you know, they're going to be look. All the other teams are looking at us and how to stop us more than we're looking at how to stop them. Joey you know, Forest Green on Sunday, they're not. We're no, no disrespect to Forest Green, but we're not looking at any of their players going, oh, he's going to be a threat. Well, you, you might do, but not like in terms of we've got to stop him from playing. He's their danger, man. Like, whereas they're going to be looking, thinking, you know, Barry Barrett, obviously. And they've watched all the videos. I mean, I'm sure we've watched all their videos as well, but point being, like, we're probably more looking at how we can score, whereas they're looking at how they can stop us. Yeah, that's what you're trying to say. Like, yeah, and they're we're like, at, how can we, how can we get through them to score if they've not really got any threat? And whereas, they're looking at traits from certain players, won't they? And I always think as well, if if you've spent all week looking at a certain player and going right, how can we beat that player? And all of a sudden, he don't play. What do you know what I mean? Like for example. Bias. If if all, if he picked up an injury in training and like and, he, and we told you know we, we came out of the press conference and said oh he's not playing straight away then you know they don't need to worry about George Bias. Mm. Whereas if they if they think he's playing they're like right you're marking George Bias, you're man marking him this that and the other comes to two o'clock and it's like oh he's not even playing yeah so, quickly change the plan so yeah. mentally it's like I think also that it goes it can go the other way like if you're if you're Barnsley's centre-half, and I don't know who Barnes' centre-half is, but Barnes' centre-half, you'll have seen it on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. You'll have heard the rumours, oh, Windass in play. <laughs> he's got he's got moon boot on. So you're going, you know, you're free this weekend, probably a bit happier. And then Monday comes and stuff. And then if you're in the tunnel and you look to your left, you think, fuck's he doing here? What's he doing? Suddenly you go, oh, shit, this is going to be like... And, you, and like the psycho like, psychological... Mate, imagine, you if go, he, imagine if he rocks up and he doesn't come out for warmth and whatever else, then he's on the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walks in with Moonbill like on. <laughs> We've got him in a little wash basket bringing him in. <laughs> coming through the back door. Yeah. Don't, don't come off at bus. He's, he's coming in his car or something like that. Um, yeah. Just what, what do you think to Johnson? We've, we've kind of briefly touched on him a little bit. Because I thought, I thought we got down that left-hand side a lot more when he came on. And I mentioned that earlier. Again, frustrating. Because there were times where, you know, that... 
he, he kind of like played it in the air and the keeper just came to the front post and just caught it every yeah. single time. And I, I think you've got to hard and low, just drill it along that six yard box early. You get a touch on it or anything like that. And I don't know. I just, he, he, what did he play? Well, he played the second half, didn't he? Yeah. And we saw literally everything of Marvin Johnson. There was times where he was, his crosses were good. There were times where he got in behind and he picked the wrong cross, the where he, that one I mentioned earlier, should have cut it back to Gregory and he didn't. He just puts it to the keeper. There's that brilliant bit of skill where defender comes flying, he just flicks it over his head and knocks it back. But then there's times where Bannon's like, we've took like a throw in and it's gone back to Johnson and Bannon's like in space and you're like, just give it Bannon, like knock it first time, just play it, play it, play it. One, two, three, four touches of him like dillying about and then plays it and it's, it's too slow. You think, why has he had so many touches or taking too long? And he is frustrating. Um, he seems to back himself. He does, but I, I think he falls into the category of if he just had touch, bang, cross, touch, bang, cross, and it was dropping like, you know, air missiles onto everyone's head, he wouldn't be playing for us because you've then got a wing back that's up and down because he's so fit. He is up and down for 90 minutes. Like, that's what he was saying the other week. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's got to be one of the fittest. Him, him and Palmer have got to be the fittest two players in the club. And... So if you had him, who then went anywhere in there off, I can just drop it onto someone's head every time. You know, we'd have Guardiola coming knocking on the door saying, we'll have your left back off you, please. So he is. you've got to understand that he is going to have a flaw to his game, otherwise he wouldn't be here. Um, but it, that doesn't make it easier he had, to watch in the stand. I think if he had James' delivery and James had his bit of pace and knocking it past people and whatever else... <laughs> that's what he'd want in it Premier League because I just think yeah. I just think James's success rate is better in terms of better balls in but he probably maybe don't get into the positions he doesn't as much. drop him in enough yeah. yeah 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 or he didn't get into the right positions as often yeah yeah you're probably right there to be honest um, after the game then you say you're happy with a point is that is that right you're thinking point were probably a fair result in the end yeah I mean I was happy with a point because I felt it was, like I said, one of the first times we looked a bit disjointed, we looked tired. I think if there was going to be a game where I thought this is going to be the end of our unbeaten streak, this is going to be it. Um, but I think in the last five minutes, I felt like both teams kind of settled a little and like, right, let's just not lose it. Um, I was going to say I'd have gone for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, last maybe, 10, 15 yeah. minutes, I thought both teams are right. Okay, point. We'll let's just move on. There. Yeah, no yeah. one wants to risk losing it yeah. at that point. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, did, I mean, did it feel like a defeat though to you? Do you know what? I had to keep telling myself that we that we were still unbeaten. It did feel like a defeat, but I, it felt more of I felt because of the injuries, it felt more of a loss for me. I thought had everyone stayed fit, I'd have been like, ah, it's a frustrating point, but not a defeat. I felt like with everyone losing three players and then not getting, I felt like it, for me, it felt like we we took a big hit. Even though we'd not lost the game, it felt like we took a big hit on Friday night. I think that's I think that's sums it up quite well. To be fair, I think I was more gutted about the injuries than the actual result. Because I think on the like I said, on the face of it, on the face of the game, I think I think we could have lost it if they'd have had a bit more up front, personally. But I think if, uh, if you'd have flipped it, if you'd have said that we'd have got a point at Fratton Park last week and we'd have got three points on Friday, you'd have took that every day week, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's one of them, like... Still same, still four points. Yeah, yeah. It is that mindset of, like you say, you, you'd you like to win at home and draw away as the, as the kind of the cliche goes. But I just... Uh, I, I do... 
I don't know. I, I think once Tuesday comes, I think my worry is it's a bit of that the unknown. If Tuesday comes and the lineup comes out and you see your Windash, your Gregory's, James is on the bench or starting, whatever, everything's everything's rosy again, isn't it? And we go, right, let's play Barnes. We'll give them a game and whatever. But I think if the team sheet comes out on Tuesday and... Brown. Brown, I mean, Brown's back in the squad. Hey, Brown, goal assist and two clean sheets. None of this hey, was happening when he were there. Do you know <laughs> what? Do you know what? He wasn't there and we didn't win. That's all I'm saying. That's it. So you all laughed at us. <laughs> but... But like I say, if it comes out and Windass isn't in the squad, Byers isn't in the squad, uh, Gregory's not in the squad, you're suddenly going to think, uh-oh. To be honest, even with those in the in the team, in the squad, it's going to choose as a... Yeah, it's a big, it's a big game. It's a game of the season. Yeah, 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 it is a tough game. They are they are a decent side, especially at home. Yeah. yeah. What were we saying? Six games unbeaten or six on the trot winning or something like that? Yeah, they're on it. What are they now? Yeah, they're they're as well. Yeah, it, 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 we were on about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnes are on a similar. Is, yeah. I think they've won five and drawn one, haven't they, in the last six? Like they're on a really good yeah, run 90th as well. minute winner against Wickham at the weekend. Yeah. Which were annoying. But what, what were your overriding emotion then, Brennan, coming out of the game on Friday then? Because obviously, you know, we've gone in there thinking well, it's going to be another easy win. Because there's quite a lot of people that are, I don't want to say panicking, but they're getting a bit. Tetcher yeah moment. yeah I've got um, mates like that who, who suddenly go into panic mode but like I say still points in front games in hand I know one of them games is Barnsley obviously but um, no I mean the way the game panned out and the way I mean I agree what you said about looking leggy and tired and the way Bolton played I know it was at home but I honestly see it as a, a decent point looking at it now well I said now as I walked out the ground I was like that could have easily been a game we lost it was a bit of a relief. He was, he was. Yeah. I think in the whole scheme of things, it was a decent point. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, you've got to look at, like, don't just look at it in isolation, look at the bigger picture. What is it? Um, 11 wins in 13 or something ridiculous like that. And only yeah. in the, the two that we didn't win, we drew. Yeah. So what's that? Like 33 points. And the draws against Ipswich and Bolton, which means they've not gained any ground on you. Yeah, which are you know you that's what you want to do, don't you? You want to stop them teams near you gaining. So exactly. So do you know what I mean? Like, I think I think it's just because Plymouth are doing so well, Ipswich are doing so well, Barnsley are doing like all these teams just keep winning, don't they? Week like week in week out. It's just I suppose, and as well, it's just I think it's been a Wednesday night more than anything in it really it's, it's just that kind of let's be an optimist instead of a pessimist <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not good at it but let's try it yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. It's, it's funny as well because you know if you looked at any if you looked at take Wednesday away from it look to the championship I suppose championship is like that a little a little bit although Burnley are well well and truly running away with it but if you would have just put another team there instead of Wednesday what would you think you'd be like well they're pissing it they're going to win league yeah you would Look at the yeah. situation they're in. Do you know what I mean? You look like, look, oh, they've, they've what, what, three points clear or whatever. Well, look at Friday night before we kick off. You look at the points we've got, the games in hand. We all of a sudden draw. Everybody goes and wins Saturday and people start panicking. Why? Yeah. As if, because if you'd have said to them fans before the game, do you think Wednesday will win every single game for the rest of the season? They'd go, no. Yeah. But as soon as they don't win a game, oh my God, what's going on? Like, And it is right, you kind of think, you've got to look at it on the big scale. Yeah, um, I don't think it's just Wednesday, it's just football it's fans football, in general. Yeah, you, they, you, you can't, you help can't it. believe in your own team. It is strange. You don't believe your own team are going to be that successful side that go on and do something. So, yeah. Especially in my life. I mean, I've never seen Wednesday. We've what one a playoffs, one playoffs and, <laughs> and Pips United that year and 
and that's me in 27 years. So, um, well, at least, uh, well, at least I've seen a bit more. Yeah. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> when you're listing off finals and stuff early, I'm thinking, well, it's not the JPT against Leicester's under 23s, is it? Well, that's but that's the thing. Back in the day, uh, we were talking about this with my uh, my friend Mark the other night in the pub. Back in the day, we'd be like, when we got to Europe, um, Spore Luxembourg, and then yeah. Kaiserslautern, and we were saying. Well, I'm not that bothered about Kaiserslautern. We'll go next year. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. You've got the mindset. Yeah. We're a good side. We'll go next year. And then next year never comes. Yeah. And it's like the Wembley trips. And I was fortunate to go to all the Wembley trips in 93. But it's like, oh, well, it's next year. And, and then it doesn't happen. But that's just football, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You've got, you've got to take the highs when you get them. Oh, yeah. And that's why we've been saying, let's just let's just enjoy, enjoy it. it. Let's enjoy what, what's happening at the moment. But I remember looking at the league, you know, what uh, a point ahead of Plymouth at the moment, two games in hand, three points ahead of Ipswich, two games in hand. The other thing as well, Ipswich don't play on Tuesday night because obviously that's a rearranged game for us. Plymouth do, um, but then Bar- then Barnsley was supposed to be playing Ipswich on Saturday. That's been rearranged due to international call-ups, yeah. yeah. And then we then play on Wednesday, do we? Yeah, yeah we yeah. play on Wednesday against Cheltenham in another rearranged game. And then Ipswich then play the following the following weekend, so it basically Ipswich have got like, a, like two weeks off uh, from now. We play three games now. You could look at that and think, well, that's that's a lot of a lot of games in quick succession. The other way you could look at it is if we win all them three games, that's now a twelve point a level on. Uh, well, we'll have played one. We'll have played one more game. Yeah, we'll have played one more game than him, but we'll be twelve points ahead of him. Yeah. That's I the just thing. Think, it's a real I, opportunity. I, I just think, like, and I just think, I think playing right as much as obviously, if we have got these injuries, it's going to be hard for us. I think playing regularly is better than not. Yeah, on a playing. whole. Yeah. yeah, and put the points on the board, put the pressure on, and they've got to chase them. <laughs> if the points are there, no matter if it's we've got a game over them or they've got a game in hand or whatever it is. Well, that's the thing. The they, points they, are they, there. That's your target. You've got to win all your if games. Win, even if Wednesday have a blip and only win one of those three. They're still by the time they play again. They're still looking up, going, "Well, we've got all those points to make up." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and there'd be nine games left, I think, or eight games left at that point. Eight games left, and it could be, you know, six, seven, eight, nine points gap, or even more. And they've not even, like I said, they've not even kicked a ball. None they, of they, these. They've they've finished. You know, they've just beat whoever. Who they beat Shrewsbury two nil on uh, on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. They're on a high. Six games, no goals conceded. They play next, and they go fucking hell. They're miles ahead. I mean, all right, they'll be looking at Plymouth. They might, you know, they only play one or two games. Or I know, I think they just play one. I think they play Tuesday. Yeah, they're in Pizza Cup, and they don't play for ages, yeah, because of uh, Pizza Cup final. So same thing for both of them. Yeah, so so we could just be streaks ahead. Thing is, none of these teams are going to win every game between now and end of season. No, they're all going to dip points here and there. Well, Ipswich have got a tough run as well. They've got they've got Derby, they've got Barnsley, as mentioned. I think they've got Peterborough, Charlton. You know, they've got they're not. It's not easy teams that they've that they've got. I'm actually going through a good mindset at the moment because I'm not even worried about them. I just think, do what we do. Yeah. We're above them as it is. Don't worry about them. And do you know what? I think that's what Darren Moore is good at. Yeah. That is one thing that he, he's... He don't get too high on the highs and he don't get too low on the lows, which I've said before, it was a bit of a criticism when he first came in because, you, you know, you you kind of compare to Gary Megson and people that, you know, wearing the heart on the sleeve and, you know, I'm not, you're not going to see Darren Moore. I know he's doing his clapping and then he will get his arms, arms up on <laughs> IO silver lining at some point, but you're not going to see him doing a knee slide on touchline. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Brian Laws did or, or whatever. So, but, so like I said, he, he, he doesn't wear his emotions like that. But like I said, I think he, it's, 
the reason why we are where we are at the moment is because of that. He's keep he's keeping one on, on an even keel, and he's like you know that cliche taking what what did he what did he liken it to? British rowing the other week. Yeah, don't look. Just keep folk like don't. They're look looking you, backwards. Don't yeah. look, don't look where you're going. You know, don't look at the finish line. You'll just you'll you'll get there when you get there. Yeah, yeah you'll cross it when you when you get there. Just keep because if you, if you start turning around, you're gonna you disrupt know, your flow and stuff. He said, didn't he? Yeah, yeah you'll fall out of boat and what. <laughs> Which I thought were a great analogy to be honest, but uh, but yeah, right. Let's um, before Wind we talk, falling out of boat with moon boot on. <laughs> <laughs> Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Right, before we talk about um, the three-word match review uh, and everything, we'll talk to Brendan about your uh, your career. I have got, I need to just name, we did a competition on Twitter as well. Obviously, all the beer mats, which I have brought some of them, by the way, for, for everyone. Um, I'm giving five sets of them away. And I did say that I would read them out on uh on the podcast, so I'll read them out just just now. Let's Do we have, have a, a drum roll effect. Um, no, no, because <laughs> no, we ain't got one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, that's naff. Uh, right, so the five winners are uh, at TCJH. Wow, wow. I thought when you said at, I thought you meant at Chance here. I yeah, thought, he's, he's, well, he's, well, here we go. I'm not, sending, I'm not sending them to Thailand. Um, got Alex Young, 1867. I've got HM Wills, 83. We've got Thomas, 76661332. These are <laughs> like rolling off the tip of my tongue, these usernames. Uh, and then we've got the Armed Forces Owls as well, who's also one of them. So drop us a DM on Twitter and I'll, uh, I'll get those sent out to your ASAP. Right, Brendan, snooker referee then. How did we get into that? Were you just uh, trying to be a professional snooker player and just weren't quite good enough? <laughs> Not quite good enough. Nowhere near good enough. <laughs> I'll give you the short version because we'll be here all night otherwise. But way back in 2002, I was a captain <laughs> at a Sheffield Transport snooker team in the Sheffield League. And I just thought I'd go and do a course just to, I thought it'd be good that the captain knows the rules. And then I ended up, I just really enjoyed it. And I refed, I don't know, 36 games on a Wednesday, a Tuesday night league in Sheffield for a season. I got invited along in 2004 to Wellingborough to the European of the 19 event. And back then, for anybody who watches snooker, you got the likes of Judd Trump, Mark Allen, Jamie Jones. They were the big players in that event. Yeah, I've heard them, heard them names. You might have heard them knocking around once or twice. And um, Len Ganley, sadly not with us anymore, but he was the senior referee on site. He actually saw one of the games I refed and phoned the tournament director for Will Snooker, happened to be his son, my boss, and said, I've got a guy here that I think you should look at. 
and they invited me along and that is basically how I got my foot in the door back in 2004. Wow. And what what were you doing at that point then? Is this, is, is that your is that your full-time job? Is that you know Yeah, it's my I'll say pool as well. Yeah, it's my full-time job a lot. I mean, I'm not just a snooker referee, I also do assessing of the other refs, I coach the referees and I'm one of the tournament directors on the team. Um and I also work for Matchroom Nine Ball as one of their uh, pool referees. But back then I was I just finished being a bus driver. All right. I've been a bus driver Hence for nine, ten years. Transport That's club. why I was at Transport ah, Club. Okay. It, well, actually, the reason I was at Transport Club was because my dad was a bus driver all his life. Right. So I've been going in there right from three, four-year-old nipper. Um, played for football teams on Green and the Wedges and stuff on those pitches years ago. Yeah. So so I'd always been going in there. So, yeah, with the snooker and the pool, um, it's a great job. It's a great career traveling everywhere. Well, it sounds like really, with all the different places you've been. Yeah, all over and the I world. love it. I mean, it's not many people can actually say they get paid to do something they really enjoy. And I love my job. Well, I mean, it's best seat in the house, isn't it? To yeah. watch the action. If you yeah. like snooker, I mean, you can't get any closer. I'm going to say, if, yeah. you, if you enjoy it, if, obviously you do enjoy it. It's like if you enjoy the game as well, and then yeah. you get to go and see all the. Yeah, you see it everywhere. I mean, especially when you're in a big final, apart from when, apart from checking hands with each other, you're the first person to congratulate the winner. And, that, and it's just brilliant. little things yeah. like that. You're yeah. the first person to go up to them and say, well done. Um, I just love the job. I just love the job, whether it's the snooker reffing or the pool reffing. I just love it both. I mean, you don't have to travel far when the World Championships are on, do you? So no, it's, it's just, brilliant. Um, I mean, I mean have, what, what is that event like? I mean, you do, you do loads of events, obviously, all over the world, but obviously that is the World Championships. Is it the, you know, the best? It's the pinnacle, yeah. I mean, you ask any referee and they all want to referee at the Crucible. Uh, I mean, it's only about 950, 960 seats, but just the way it's made out as a theatre. I mean, I've refereed in play, like the Masters we have in the Alipali in London, there's two and a half thousand people. Um, they've just had an event in Hong Kong at the back end of last year where there was 9,000 people in. Christ. Um, so you're ref in bigger arenas with bigger crowds, but there's nothing like the Crucible. Just to, when you stood backstage and they announced your name out, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. And it just means, I mean, it means a lot to them all, obviously. And I don't want to, I don't know how this is going to sound, but for me as a Sheffield guy, it's just even more. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first final I did in the Crucible was 2014. And I don't get nervous when I walk out because my attitude is no one's there to watch me. No one cares who the referee is. It's all about the players. So as long as you do your job, you're fine. So I, I'm all right like that. But Rob Walker, the MC, I was stood backstage and he, he suddenly started with, um, he's from Sheffield, he's one of your own, he'll be wearing his Sheffield Wednesday cufflinks. <laughs> yeah. He proper bigged it up. And I'm just stood there thinking, shut up. <laughs> because he, I just all of a sudden got overwhelmed with emotion. So when I've walked out, um, I actually watched it recently to start um, and John Virgo was commentating and they replay my face as I'm stood there. And I take it, and it's in slow motion. And I take a big, deep breath, and, yeah. and the, the tears in the eyes well up. And he actually says, "You can see what it means to them." <laughs> and what was good about that one? Um, Daffabets were the sponsor, and to do something different because I was from Sheffield, it was the first time that the, every time the referee the world final, they get like a, a pair of cufflinks or, or a gift for doing the final, and they get presented them at the after party. But for the first time, I actually got mine on the floor, live on TV before they presented Selby with the trophy. Ah. So that that was a good feeling as well. But yeah, there's nothing like it in walking out of the Crucible. It's just the best place. It's for, it's the Wembley for footballers, Wimbledon for tennis. It's mad in it as well, because obviously there's talk about it moving away. Yeah. And the amount of, 
well, because some people are, well, the Ali Pali, like you've said, and whatever else, and all these other <laughs> venues, but no one wants it to move to there. No. I mean, well, like, so there, there might be do. a few, but... There's, yeah, players doing that because um, it's small backstage, but it's unique. Um, the Masters is great, but we don't... I personally, I don't want the Crucible to be like the Masters. The Masters is great because it's the Masters. Yeah. They've changed the UK and York last season. We only have two tables now, so there's less players go. And that was a brilliant event. But this is the Crucible. It's, but the same, that's but it. like the old guards say, you've got to that all of it, like the, it's tight on the two tables and it's this and that. It's like you've got to earn. It makes it harder. You've got to yeah. earn your, you've got to earn the one table basically. Yeah. And the old guards love it, don't they? Like yeah. especially well, all the older, like even I mean, like the mid to older, the majority of the players seem to to yeah. back it, don't they? I mean, the pe these people that struggle. I mean, to, I mean, I know he's won it before, but Neil Robertson's won it because he's tall and he walks into his shot. There's no room for him to do what he normally does. It's that tight. It's the only place where you where you stand. Someone could literally lean over and just punch me in the back head if they wanted. Yeah, really. They're that close, or they could grab the players' cue. It's just unique. You can hear people breathing. Normally, we tell people to turn their earpieces down because they're too loud. In the crucible, you're tempted to sick and you stop breathing so loud. <laughs> Everybody hold the breath. <laughs> yeah, they're that close. You hear it all, but it's unique. And then, I don't know if you've ever been to watch the snooker there, but you go going and watch it when there's two tables and it's brilliant. Take the two tables out and then there's only one in and people will walk in and say, how do they get two tables in here? Yeah, yeah. all of a sudden it looks it's different mad. again. But there's, no, I mean, I love the Crucible no matter what, but walking out for that one table, there's nothing like it. That's why I don't think it'll move because there's no venue in the world like it it's, for the one table. I mean, I went, I've only ever been to, well, until I say recently, it's not that recently thinking about it, but I used to go as a kid. So without Yeah, that, that worked quite a while ago. <laughs> we go down and sit outside and watch it on the screen. And then if some people have come out, maybe some of the older crowd, and they'd leave a couple of frames early. They could, back in your day, they could just pass you a ticket and you could go in and watch the last few frames or whatever. And then my mate's uncle's- Always been a freeloader, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's, that's when we were eight young, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then actually, so I'd only been to, like you say, the two table set up and then, it was quite a while ago. Now I went, Robertson was in the semi-final, I think. And I managed to go to a session of that. And like you say, it's- <laughs> You do think you're like, how the fuck are they? They've got yeah. two tables in here. It's and different class. I mean, you've got the two tables and when one table will finish and they go under interval and you you see people walking up the stairs and they're tipping the seats up. It's just unique. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like it. There's nothing like it. How do you get to ref a final? Like, how does that get, obviously it's happened to you twice. How does it get picked? Is it on how well you've been doing in all the others? Or is it is that predetermined before? Did, the, do you know that you'd have been ref in a final? The world finals normally announced a couple of months in advance. Oh, so um, you know, you know. This one's be not it. been announced yet. I know the th I know there are three people, three referees that worked for the entire event to the end. I know those three are, but at this point we'd, it's not been announced who's doing the final. Um, so, but Jan Verhaas, who's the, me and him are like the uh, two assessors along with Olivier and Paul Collier. We do the assessing and Jan's the one that sets out everybody's dates um, as referees. Not my, mine are put in by our boss because it's a different role, but as a ref, Jan puts them in. He makes a list of the final refs. Every yeah. now and then he might say to me, what do you think about this? Mainly it's him. And then it gets passed on and then the bosses decide on whether it's going to happen or not. Yeah. I mean, uh, have you ever met any clangers when you've been refereeing? 
I have, and luckily it was during COVID, but I did off take some abuse because it was... Um... <laughs> Sound like me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mind talking about it because nobody's faultless, but I ref Ronnie against Ding in a... Um... It was the Welsh Open event, but it's when everything was behind closed doors and we were in Milton Keynes for months. Um, and the particular shot, when he's played this shot, I was convinced. He was putting a black and I was convinced he hit the red first. Just the view I had, I was convinced. So I call foul instantly and Ronnie flipped. <laughs> like Ronnie does. He said he was, you're wrong, what have you. But the, his reaction... I bet he went as polite as that. <laughs> <laughs> he was all right, to be fair, but his, he just said, he said that he's so wrong. But his reaction made me think, I could be wrong. I don't know why, but because he was that kind of conf- like, as yeah. much as like you say, he's flipped and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, you do sometimes know, don't you? Like when they come at you, they're so that adamant and sure, yeah, and like yeah. conviction. Yeah. You think? So I oh. actually asked if I could see um, a replay of it on the the cameraman's when he was there on his camera. So they they played it for me. But the thing was, when I've seen all the, I mean, social media is a nightmare. Um, but the abuse I got after it, it was so obviously not a foul. But the, the and I agree with them when you see the camera angle they had. Yeah. Because the shot they showed live was the head-on shot when it clearly hit the black. But from my point of view, where I was, it looked like it clipped the red first. But when I've seen what they've all seen, straight away I went, oh, my mistake. Yeah. Carry on sort of thing. So that was one of my... Uh, that, is that like snooker VAR then? Is that like... Yeah, because yeah. That, there was also people saying, oh, we don't want VAR coming in. But as far as I'm concerned, it's actually in the rule book where it says you can use video and stuff if it's there. But as long as you get to the right decision. Yeah. 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 I mean, because Ronnie, after the game, actually asked me, what would that have happened if that had been on table eight? I said, I'd have stuck to my gun, said it was a foul sit down. Because my opinion yeah. it was. But when you've seen the replay, I admit I was wrong. Hands up. Okay, let's go. I do on. think with sports like snooker, tennis, um, I'm trying to think of other ones where they use like VAR though. Cricket. Yeah, but like obviously in snooker, like you've watched it, it, it's black or white. It's either hit it or it hasn't kind of yeah. thing. Uh, whereas like, I think it fails in football because it's still quite subjective. You know, how much contact is a foul? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's opinions. Whereas in, like I say, you've watched that there and you can go straight away. Yeah. It's the it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, straight away. I think that's when it's brilliant. Like in tennis, when they, you know, the challenge serve, is it in or out? And they go to, I'm going to say eagle eye, it's not, is it what they call it? Hawkeye. 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 And they go to that and you know straight away it's, it is or it isn't. And I think that's when it makes a sport better because you get to know. Um, I'd rather it take an extra minute or two to get to the right decision. Yeah. Then have an instant one be wrong, and I'd I'd hate to think that I cost somebody a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we and should it, never cost anybody a game. No, and I think that's where you know if football can get to that stage where it is spot on. I mean, I think the years away. I think everyone would think it's better. Um, yeah. One of the questions I was going to ask is obviously when you said you played, obviously going through it before, and when you referee in and someone starts going for a one four seven, I mean the one for the one four seven, you stood there and you think, go on, lad, have yeah, another well, go on. I love the 147s. Um, I mean, it's an ongoing thing amongst refs. It's just a bit of banter because obviously we don't do anything apart from get the balls out. But um, <laughs> that's, what, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, well, it's for the 147. <laughs> that's all you do. Oh, well, yeah, true. 147, you're just getting the balls out. Um, but I've had I've refereed nine in professional games and that's the most. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's one on eight and then a few on seven. And it's always the thing about who's got the most. But it is a buzz. Yeah. It's a proper buzz. I mean, I've never ref one in Sheffield. I've ref right. one in the Masters. I've ref one in the UK. I've ref one in a final of event along with the others. But Sheffield is the only one I haven't. And yeah. it's the, I'd, I'd love to. But he's such a buzz. Um, I, I mean, mean, someone like Ronnie, even when he's on his first black, you think he's going to go for this. Sorry, yeah. But you, and then you just, you're with him. You just, you just get involved. I, I love, whenever you do watch him, like, I love, like, like I was saying earlier, like, if you ever see it on like YouTube, TikTok, whatever, 
and like you, they get the first few, don't they? But it's like a momentum, like wave. You start riding with them. You're watching, yeah. like go on, go on, go on. And it's like it's it's similar. It's like when we're watching the darts and they go, you know, they're on for the nine dart and stuff. It's like you like you can't believe what's playing out in front of you. And I think snooker for myself when I play, it's one of them. It goes into the category of sports of when you're watching it, you think. I could do that. I could do that. And then you go and play it yourself and you think, Jesus Christ, these are really good. Like yeah. if I if I go red colour red in a four hour session, I will I've had a good night, lads, like I see think, you later. I think golf and snooker have the smallest margin of error. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. With it going and it, you know what I mean? It you miss it it's incredible how hard that is, isn't but it? But you you've kind of led on to what I was gonna ask. Go on. So there's obviously a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, there was a lot of coverage of, uh, was it Murphy and Wayne Mardell, the darts? Uh, oh, the nine dart and the 147. So 147, nine dart, uh, hole in one. Yeah. What's this? Seven. What's the, the hardest? The debate, what's oh, the hardest? Right, so okay. Oh, it's dart, been a big debate. 147, right, yeah. Murphy and... Murphy's the only one apparently that's done all three. Yeah. Shot He's done all three. He'll, he'll be happy to tell you that as well. I, I've, yeah. I've done all in one. Have you? <laughs> yeah, after all in one, yeah. Well, the thing for me with all in one, right? I mean, it, any, anyone could fluke all in one. I was just going to say that. I see it. Brendan, get <laughs> out. I'm trying to leave. Which one have you done again, right? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I said. You can fluke all in one, being yeah. perfectly honest. Well, you can, yeah, because you just yeah. need it's just one shot the one, don't you? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think, it, I think, it, I mean, personally, I mean, people say you're biased because of the, the sport, but I think the one four seven is the hardest. I know dot. Do you know what I? I the nine darter, but well, if, you, if there's more, there's more shots in there. There's more, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and there's more, you know, more things have to happen for for that to happen. Whereas you know, nine darter, it's just. Just nine darts, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's hard. Is it, it I just like to listen, just to read and listen to the argument, what they do. Yeah, I mean, oh, they, I mean obviously it was... Everyone, it's an it was opinion, get, isn't it? It was getting played up, weren't yeah, it? And obviously, yeah. Mardell daft and Murphy's a bit daft, isn't it? And I think Joe Perry lumped in as well. He started on it as well. <laughs> but I think... I, I, I'm I'm not very good. <laughs> I like playing snooker, but I'm not very good. <laughs> I'm better at darts than I am snooker. But I think it is one four seven nine darter. I agree. All but in one. Like I said, everyone's got their opinion, and that's what they are opinions, aren't they? Yeah. I don't think I'll achieve it. any of them <laughs> with how I play these sports. But, but yeah, yeah. Well, then, what's uh, what's Ronnie O'Sullivan like? He's a he's a bit of a character, in a great player, absolute genius of a player. Um, what more can you say? The guy's a legend. I think he's. Uh, Joe, you know he's equal. He's equal to Hendry's, hasn't he? The world titles, and he's he's going to try and win that. He wants that one on his own. Yeah, he'll try for that. But I think sport needs them types of people, though, doesn't it? Yeah, the, you know, the, the characters and the the people that are, that are like that. Because yeah, well, we've had it with Alex Singers in the past, and then you get look at George Best in football, your McEnroe's in tennis. You've all got every sport has them. You've got to have like yeah, in a sense. I mean, it gets watered down too much, doesn't it? Everyone also, just gets like he's you know, a he's a crowd puller. People that don't, yeah. you know, fo follow snooker to a sense of like watching it every game of the, the stuff but they'll go oh Sullivan's playing they'll go oh, I'll watch that because you don't know whether he's going to have a 147 masterclass or be on for it and do something cheeky and pop the pink in instead of something because he's not happy about well, something he did that, <laughs> he did that a few money. years ago yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Desi Slava the ref at that point she'd never ref the 147 oh. and she was refing him in Wales and he asked what the prize money was she didn't know did she or something and so they got, no there weren't any were there, oh, were, it, there wasn't, it wasn't any, any, oh, but okay. the answer came back there wasn't any so he's potted the pink instead to make a 146 just out of a uh, make a point 
but that's wasn't the known for the one four seven, but there was something for ice break. Ice break, yeah, yeah. It's ice break. So, but isn't it, it years ago with the it was, he played? I think it was was he playing Mark King? I forget who he was playing, but anyway, Yam was the ref, and he potted one red, and he said, "What's the prize for a one four seven After one red, yeah, that's the one that I've seen. And he yeah, went on yeah. and did it. Yeah, that's he, he weren't so going to do it, was no, he? He left, wasn't going to take the black. He walked, he walked on the it black. It was the Mark black. King, yeah. that's right. He went to check his hands, and Jan says, Oh, come on. Come on, for the crowd. It, like, it for your fans. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so like, he he's that good dude, don't fucking mind. But he's like, like you said, I think he's like, he's like Tiger Woods, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I feel like they pull, I feel like they've pulled the sport forward. Yeah. In a sense of. Well, somebody was asked to. Higgins did it in the days, the one that got it where it is now. And then. Steve Davis pulls it. Stephen Hendry yeah, makes Hendry, it. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie's there. There's always somebody you think that will follow it. Before that, because obviously you, you watch, you know, the documentaries and stuff that have been on about the eighties, like Davis, yeah. Higgins, Jimmy White, etc. And you forget about kind of Hendry. I was going to say he was the nineties one, but I suppose it's him in it. And then it's Ronnie because I wouldn't yeah. watch it. I if it weren't for Ronnie, I wouldn't watch snooker as much as what I have. Like I'm not a massive. I watch the main ones. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's same with like, but I suppose it darts and snooker. It's the same. Well, not the same, but it's the same. It's Barry in it that yeah, <laughs> that's managed to do a job on both of them really. And now his next job is he's doing it with pool as well. Yeah, with yeah. the nine ball, he's pushing that. I mean, Emily Fraser is the managing director, and the, what they're doing for the sport. It's on YouTube. If you if you, you know, if you're listening, you go on YouTube and type in nine ball. It's on all the time, isn't it? Like the nine ball live, going massive live nine streams. You massive. can watch it live, like. All the time, to be fair, yeah. it's uh, it's all over. But well, we have nine or ten big events that Matchroom Nine Ball do, and they've also got a, a full ranking tour now. That and there's one happening at the moment um, in Bosnia, I think, the Balkan Tour, which is on the rankings list. They're practically all the time, and these are ranking points built up to the players that co uh, qualify for the Moscone Cup, which obviously is the pool equivalent of the Ryder Cup, which is awesome. So. It's a really busy calendar. Don't a fair few players jump between the snoop? Didn't Trump do a bit of pull at one bit? Yeah, Trump went out to Atlantic City to play in the US Open in 2021. Um, what was he like? Was he as good at pool as he was at snoop? He can certainly pot a ball. Yeah. He, he played well to start with, but the difference is uh, it's a different sport. I mean, I... I, I you think you'd be the same, wouldn't you? He's a, well, he's, he's a cue and yeah. a ball. Like, but yeah. you think it's just I've got same. to admit, years ago, I mean, before I started refing pool, I was one of those snooker players that said, if you can play snooker, you can play nine ball. Yeah. It's a completely different game. Yes, you pop balls, but Judd is one of, if not the best snooker player around at the moment. And he played well in that US Open until he came up against Jason Shaw uh, from Scotland. Nine ball, he's won numerous events and with all due respect, destroyed him. For me, it's the, it's the creativity of some of the shots. Yeah, but, but it's also the, the snooker players, if they're, if they're snookered, they come off the cushion, whereas pool players use the jump, jump cue and yeah. jump. And Judd couldn't do that at the point. At that point. Um, so it's a completely different game. There's no nap to the cloth. The cloths are like lightning. So the difference that we would have, if you went and played snooker now and then play pool, you just can't control the white. If you play on a proper good nine ball not table. Like, not like that table that we've got at work. <laughs> Christ, you, know, that, yeah. you just can't God. control the whites. It's a different game. And that's the difference. So, um, yeah, I have utmost respect for the pool players. It's the break for me. How old did them both? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like. and that's changed as well because we changed the way they do the break now because they built a break box. So the cue ball has to come further into the table a bit and they change with the one on the spot. So... Do they use like a longer cue to break off as well? They use a different cue because it's thicker. Right. Yeah. 
Is it, is it have like a bend? Like, oh, 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 again, this could it be just looks bend when he plays. Oh, it's like motion. Motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, right, but yeah. they have a break cue, a normal playing cue, a jump, a jump cue. cue. That's mad, isn't it? I didn't realise I that. I didn't know yeah. that. Just to play one game and, it, and it's like nine shots or sometimes even less than that and, you, and they've won it. They've won yeah, it. well, you can get your golden break so you break off the nine goes and you win the rack. So, but I, I, it's a fascinating game. I love nine ball. Yeah. I really enjoy nine ball. And it takes you all over the world. And it takes it? me all over the world, yeah. It's great to be involved in. Where's your favourite place? Take Sheffield out of it, obviously. Um, when you when they go, right, you go in here. Where do you go, right, let us let it be this one. Right, I've got two. So one for pool is Las Vegas for the Moscone Cup. Where yeah. is that? Is that in one of the casinos? Is that yeah, this? well, I've been out there. It depends on the where they have it, but because it's every two years in... It's every year, but the alternate it. So one year it's in London. One, is that Vegas. similar to like, is that the Ryder Cup one where you said yeah, it's, yeah it's the Ryder Cup equivalent so the first time I did it I think was 2017 maybe and it was in the Mandalay Bay Hotel whereas the one we've just done was in Bally's opposite um, Bellagio don't, I've, don't, don't so, look at me I've not been to Las Vegas so. <laughs> I don't even to be fair <laughs> oh you, you need to go I'm going for my 30th you need so. to go it is some place whether I'll come back place. or not I don't know <laughs> so in London we have it in Alexandra Palace in Vegas they'll have it in a, one of the casinos so it, 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 where's your oh second? the snooker one um, if we're not using Crucible I would have to say Alexandra Palace for the yeah. Masters overseas I would have said the old um, in Shanghai for the Shanghai Masters when we go out to China the, I forgot what they called the venue now because it's not there anymore but it was a, a massive uh, bowl around arena it was really good that was my favourite outside the UK yeah brilliant Christ. I know we're dragging on a bit, but I've got another question. Go on, sorry. Go on. I've got two, but I'll march. <laughs> <laughs> so, first one is, like like I say, I watch darts as well, and I don't really notice it in snooker other than people maybe taking loads of time on the shot. Do they, is there much back and forth between them when they're not having, like, I know there's, they have a laugh, the players sometimes, but is there much mind games in it as much as some other um, sports? Not necessarily. I mean, some players just take a little bit more time than others over a shot or between frames, someone might go to the toilet just to take a bit of extra time. But I don't think it's so much mind games. No, I don't think that. Right, and last one, top three characters. So maybe, oof. so say you're going for a drink and you could take three players with you. Players? I was going to say if it were drink, I'd take Jan Bahas, <laughs> the ref. Um, can he players, drink, can he? Yeah, he likes a good drink. Um, players. Mark Williams is a great character. He'd be a good night out. Um, Stephen Maguire is always a good night out. And who else would I take? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Put <laughs> on the spot there. We'll we'll, we'll leave it. I'll we'll leave it. To, we'll I'll leave think it. about that one. I'll think about that we'll one. Leave it I've got one. I've got one. Joe Perry. Nah. Joe Perry. Got it. And we're going to move on, but I, I've never thought what. Knowing you were saying about the one four seven. You know, some some players are quick, aren't they? And they're, they're like, you know, wanting to get over the next shot straight away. You know, they've played it. It's the the ready kind of thing. Do, do you ever like feel like the pressure to like, well, I'm going to get it back out, get it, get black put on put on spot kind of thing? Like, yeah, some of them are quick. They want to just like bang, bang, yeah. bang, don't they? Especially like a Ronnie, because Ronnie does actually verbally say quicker, speed up sort of thing at times. But he does that to everybody. But most of the times, a referee will have a pace. You try and keep up with the pace of the player. But if you go too quick, you'll mess up. So you, you've got your own yeah. p 
pace. He's like already taking his next shot. But he's back. already... And the amount of times he's been fouled for playing the next shot before the referees put the ball on the spot. Really? He does that when the frame's already won. Um, but yeah, we, you just have, you generally have your own pace. As long as you're not too slow, you try and keep up. Great stuff. Right, let's uh, let's move let's move it on. It's been great to, to, to get all that insight. You, you don't think like, you know, just snooker and pull ref- referees like he's, I mean it's a massive referees are a massive part of any sport aren't they really you don't yeah, you, yeah. you don't kind of you know it's, I, thought, I suppose it's well maybe in football they do get kind of a lot talked about and, and things but yeah it's, uh, without referees they would they would be nothing would they really to be, Correct. To be fair Correct. Um, right let's uh, let's move on I'm just going to read some of the three word match reviews and then we'll probably just jump straight on to Talking about Barnsley and uh, and Forest Green, to be honest. Um, right, let's read a few out. Liam Powell worried about injuries. Um, we've got Max BB Pod uh, really missed Byers. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, evident. To be fair, uh, Mikey Card weekend league leaders. Yeah, still top of the league. Uh, Mags unbeaten run continues. What else we got? I'll read a couple more out. M- mainly by injuries, to be fair. Noah, injuries coming everywhere. And then Mudley Cowell, it's a point. So yeah, follow us on Twitter. It's at WTID pod. Um, right, Barnsley. Just I'm before ch- you move on, I've got three words for it. Go on then. League champions soon. Hey. There you go. There, there we yeah, go. That's what we've been saying. <laughs> well, we've been saying it for... Well, About six weeks now. <laughs> yeah, to be it's honest. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Um, I do think, though, I do. you do look at it and it's crazy how that we're not further ahead, you know, given... The unbeaten run. And- yeah, I think, you know, the, the two games in hand, you know, win them two. And we, you know, we are probably that, that gap that you probably think, yeah, that's probably about right, to be fair. So that's... What would it... What did Barnsley game get, get postponed for? FA Cup. Oh, yeah. And then Cheltenham were frozen pitch, weren't it? Yeah. Anyway. Um, right, yeah. Barnsley on Tuesday. They're one of three teams that have beaten us. Jack, you're They're smiling. the only team left to do, that can do the double, aren't they? Yeah. You're smiling, Jack. Yeah. It's a nervous smile. It's a nervous smile, mate. I'm... Um... <laughs> I was laughing when I was like, obviously taking the piss in our group. Um, cause our tickets for Barnes haven't arrived yet so if you are listening Wednesday can we get sure them tickets turn up soon because otherwise we won't be going um, mine are here <laughs> well brilliant ours aren't we won't be going we'll be watching it on Sky um, <laughs> but I was laughing saying well tongue and cheek if it's that midfield I'm not bothered about I'm not turning up because I I, I don't want that midfield to play on Tuesday night I uh, I want two of them to play I was say by that midfield like to tour and play every week yeah so no like- well but as in that combination of midfielders, I want... You don't want Delaby Shearer to play. I don't want Delaby Shearer to play. Yeah, just, don't, don't be around the bush. Yeah, I, want, I, want, I want Dennis to play. Um, I want Byers to play if he's fit. But I think with the fact that we haven't heard anything, do you know what I mean? Like, he said 50-50. That's oh, what, did he? That's what he said. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, well, you know, if Byers is back, but I feel like 50-50 with, with Wednesday, you never know. So, um, ideally, we'd love... We'd like that triangle of Byers, Volks and Bannon, but if it's not, I'd go Dennis over Delhi. But like I was saying earlier, I just think they're going to be so up for it, Barnsley. I think this is, for them, this is, for their top two ambitions, beat Wednesday and they will think... Well, and the double, like we say. The double. 
beat Wednesday and we can we can maybe backdoor this top two push. Um, do you do you think there's more pressure on Barnsley though than there is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh well, I think had we beat Bolton, I'd have said hundred percent. It's all on them. The danger we've got now is everyone, rightly or wrongly, has gone a little bit jittery after that Bolton game and gone, oh my God. Well, we might not be top after, on, after we Tuesday. Might not be, we might not be top. We might not have got... These injuries might be a bit worse than we first think. After Tuesday, we, think might, we might be top and it might be Windows that scored winner and everyone's going, I don't know what we're worried about. So. I think it all massively hinges on the injury. It does. On the injury front. Because if, if one of them's injured or... You know, well, let's be honest. If it, if Windass is fit, we're all happy, aren't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, um, he's he's key. He's he's key. Windass, so, I mean, I say, we talk about these injuries. We are only really concerned about it being Windass, aren't we? Like, if James has got a knock and he's going to be out for two weeks, it's not. The I mean, end of the it's world, not ideal, but with it's this not games, catastrophic. Um, and same with Gregory. If Gregory says I'm going to be out for two weeks, you're not sat there going. But I'm oh, not. I'm not that worried. I think. We should, even if a couple of them are injured, even if Windass is injured, and hopefully it's not a long one, we should have enough to be, after Barnsley, beat the teams that we're coming up against, personally. And like we say, Wilts might be coming back into it, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see. Yeah, how confident are you going into it then, Liam? Always confident, mate. We'll be sound. Be you know, I, 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 am, I am confident, to be fair. I think, like I said, I think the pressure's on them. I think it, it might be the very much a similar game to when they came to us, but roles reversed in that we expected to just steamroll Barnes when they came when they came to Hillsborough, and obviously the opposite happened. Happened. I think the same thing's going to happen this time around. To be fair, what you think we'll go there and steamroll them? <laughs> Mapping's gone. You might not be there. <laughs> <laughs> he's going. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> Bye, me. Christ, sorry about that. No, I don't think we'll steamroll. I just think that we'll we'll turn up more than what than what they expect. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it, and it could be a a two nil win. The thing is, right? I look at I, this. I, I don't think I don't think they're just gonna. I don't think. I mean, I think it's be a good game. I think it'll be like it should be end to end. But I don't think it's just a you know. I think there's some people thinking it's a, a foregone conclusion that they're already going to beat us. No, like, I don't. I don't look at our team and and say Windass doesn't play. I don't look at it and think. Oh God, we're not going to get a kick. We're going to like. My concern is how are we going to put the ball in the net. That's what it's the attacking phase that I think we will struggle with. I think we will we will dominate like the midfield battle. I think still a very. I mean, the midfielders are still one of the best in the division by a long way. That stretch, even Dennis, even I mean Delhi on his day when he, if he decides, I think fuck it, I'm playing, I'm on it. He's, he's unplayable. But you look at, but, I think you look at the, those stages in the middle and like where we'd had the draws and whatever else. But then you look at like Wicker, Volks, Banning can score. Johnson but, can pop up with a goal. But I don't want to go to Barnsley thinking I need Will Volks with this from 35 well, no, yards. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that's what we need. Uh, uh, you know, if if Smith's on the pitch and we've got Johnson on the pitch and Palmer on the right, because Dom comes back in, we can put the ball on Smith's head and we know if we put a good ball in, he can actually edit into back at net. It just needs a bit of, bit of pace on it. <laughs> um... <laughs> After <laughs> Jack, Jack's I, looking puzzled there. I was looking that, for an e- I was looking for an easy an easy one there, weren't I? But um, you're fish, fishing for your a reaction, were you? Well, he has scored two decent headers, hasn't he? Two. He scored one against Bristol Rovers. Yeah, one against Ipswich. Yeah. One against. Although I got the Bristol Rovers weren't like an out wide. 
cross. I, I mean, that was a really, a really anyway, good header, but, but yeah, we're going point, to the point is, point is, he can score lots of headers from crosses. He, he can, well, no, he can score a goal, though, can't he? He scored, well, he scored as many as Windass, hasn't he? In the league? 11, I think. Is he, is he 11 or 12? So, um, I've lost point. But so, yeah, we were, I'm not saying we need a worlder, but I get what you're saying. But I think we've, We've managed in tough parts of the season before. We've had some games where, you know, buyers weren't here for the first half of the season pretty much, or a third of it, whatever. We've had games where we've not had Bannon and buyers, and we've still won games. You know, we've had games without Gregory, we've had games without Smith, we've had games without Windass. They've not all been fit throughout the season, so I think we can do it. Do you think we'll play one up top? Excuse me. If we Windass could. and Gregory don't play, what do we do then? Because we've not played one up top for a very long time. The thing is, as well, like that—that that would lend itself. You no, know, when we had Mighton and because that would mean we'd play in wingers, but we ain't got, we ain't them got either. Any. So, well, I mean, then it comes down to James. If if James is fit, then maybe you could you could play wingers with Johnson further forward. But then if James in play, if stick Bashir up front, Joe, you know what? You know if you know if, <laughs> you know if Tuesday night comes and it's Deli Bashir up top. I'm going to turn Twitter off because it will be an absolute <laughs> meltdown if that's what we're what we're going with. To be fair, I know I said at the top, it doesn't matter what team we pick, it, it does if that's if that's happening. <laughs> are you, Brendan? Are you confident ahead of Tuesday night? I'll take a point. I think it's going to be a one-one draw. Beat Forest Green, beat straight in. Happy days next week. Seven points. What's everyone down about? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, say if we don't, if we get the point on Tuesday. And people, are, we've seen it. Oh, why are you saying go for it? Like you take not, a point. It's not, it's not, it's not going for a point. point as if we're going to have eleven behind the ball and we're. But even if you don't, even if you get beat on Tuesday, beat Forest Green, beat Chelmsford, it's still Chelmsford. Who, yeah. Who's Chelmsford? Cheltenham. <laughs> That's because I've been earlier. Cheltenham beat them too. Job the good He's still laughing. Yeah, He's still yeah. laughing. Yeah, it's not end of the world, is it? And and if you look, you know, we've only lost what three games all season. Um, I think I said it before, like to, even to get 95, 96 points, we could lose another, oh, this were quite, this were a few weeks ago, but you know, we could lose another five or six games and still finish on 90 odd points, which look at that any any normal season and that would be more than enough to, to get promotion. I mean, this season it's going to be, do you know what? I, I wish I could just fast forward to the end of the season and see how many points you actually need. Because I think it's going to be a ridiculous amount. I mean, look, there might be some teams that do, do end up dropping off. They always is, isn't they? Like, but I just think the t- the one team that finishes third is going to be kicking themselves really in terms of the number of points that they've picked up. Do you know what I mean? They've um... the top four as they are now. They're not going to drop many points. Like I said, no one's going to go and beat them, but they're not going to drop many. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Isn't it? It's a really good standard. Well, so like I said, some of them are playing each other, aren't they? So yeah, you know, Barnsley have got a good Ipswich. One of them two teams are going to slip, are going to drop points. Have they both going to drop two, which is probably the best scenario, or you know, or one of them is going to drop up? Well, if we beat Barnsley, I'd probably want Barnsley to beat Ipswich. Mm. If we if we don't, I'd probably want them to draw. Obviously, depending on what Ipswich do, but that game's I think two from the end. No, oh, yeah, might be over by then anyway. Could be wrapped up by then, so it's, it could be irrelevant. So, so yeah. Um, Let's touch. Uh, let's touch on Forest Green. We'll do predictions together. All right, Forest Green, you go in. Got your tickets. We have, yeah. So and uh, yeah, 
So the tickets, tickets out. I'll so. be watching it from Tenerife. Thank you oh, very much. Oh, very nice. Just drop that one <laughs> in. Oh, cheers, cheers for that. I remember <laughs> feel uh, a, lot, a lot better about that one. That was like me uh, on the weekend. I did, last year for my 30th, I was in Barbados watching the cricket. And I was sort of Alan thinking, bit different to last year. This year. <laughs> <laughs> April shower. Well, I know it was March, innit? But you know, yeah. <laughs> just want to say as well, just a shout out to Tony from Deeper Than Blue for sorting those tickets out for uh, for Forest Green. Very much appreciated. It. So, Other than Jack not knowing where it was. Yeah, I, I snapped I snap calls. <laughs> yes. I said, I said, didn't you? Just fancy going to Forest Green? Because I've sorted some tickets and you were like, I've never seen you reply so quick to be fair. Yeah, I've got a right. sign off from Missus, and then I thought, well, I've got no one to answer to, so I can't say no, can I? <laughs> yeah, you, what did you say? <laughs> Looks like I'm going there. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Birmingham, I'll be honest. Don't yeah, know why. I don't even know why. And nothing has ever told me that Forest Green is at Birmingham, but I was just like, yeah, that's not far, that. It's about, about over two hours, isn't it? On top of that. It. About two and a half, isn't it? Three. On rest. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a trek. Now, big question is, are you going to be sampling any of the vegan food when you're down there well we're gonna yeah, have to we'll try it i mean why not we're there aren't we i mean whether we'll enjoy it or not i don't know well, I don't I know how ate, good it is i ate greg's vegan sausage rolls all right so <laughs> nah not for me no i've not, not tried one so i've never tried it we'll give it a go though god aren't you it's part of part of culture and experience when, it, when in rome yeah exactly but don't, we'll not be sneaking any uh pepper armies all in because i already can get kicked out <laughs> <laughs> Pork pie, brown sauce. You got any flares on you? No, but I've got a pepper army. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pirate techniques there. Fine, order. But, <laughs> but pork pies, not not a chance. Um, I mean, it's, I don't think we need to talk much about Forest Green, do we? Because that should be a win. 3 0. Yeah, that should be a win. There we one. go, straight in. 3 0. Right, so what we do is <laughs> correct score and first goal scorer. So if you get the right score, you get a point and if you get the goal scorer as well what we're saying is and we've, we've all been that shit this season well we only started we didn't start it we started a bit about Christmas just what you're saying Christmas. is if I get next week's right I'm top you could you could go above me you'd have to get you'd have to get Barnsley's and Forest Green's right but you could go top yeah. <laughs> so it was 3-0 3-0 Forest Green and who's scoring first do you reckon Bannon Barry Bannon right. go I'm going to go for Forest Green we're going to hammer him Five nil. Ooh, five. five nil. I've Aiden written, Flint. It's as always, be. I've written mine down already. So. Flint. It's got to be. It's going to happen Flint. at some point. One joke. Uh, I'll just have two. Two. And I'll have. God. You don't know who's going to be playing. Um, I know, that's what I was thinking. Um, I'll have. This is Forest Green, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'll have. Oh, Christ. I'll have Volks. Mix it up. I've gone four nil Smith. Four nil Smith. Right, let's do let's do Barnsley predictions then. Can we have two here then? <laughs> team A prediction, and then when injuries come out, Team B prediction. <laughs> My one one. I'm going to go one. four. Who's first? And first goal scorer is going to be. I think they're going to score first. Devonte Cole. It's only one to know. For them. I'm gonna have. Is he play? Is he still play for Harry Styles? Is he? <laughs> now he buggered off, didn't he? Oh yeah. I'll have. I'll have one nil Wednesday. And who's scoring? I'll have Smith penalty. Penno. What? What minute? Is that gonna be 90th minute. No. Handball. 35th minute penalty. 
and ball online. Ball's going in and ball, red card, penalty, Smith. Missed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. He's got a very good penalty record. Very good. Yeah, Smith penalty, 35. If that comes in, 35. 35th minute, if that comes in, then I've wasted my one one moment of predicting the future. I should have gone for a lottery ticket. But <laughs> Brendan, what are you picking? 1-1. One, one. I think they'll score first as well. Um, what's he called? Norwood. Ah, yeah, Ollie Norwood. James. 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 James, James, James. Oh, yeah. Ollie's yeah. easy to play yeah. for. I've written, to be fair, I've gone 2-1. And I've gone Norwood first as well. <laughs> Two on Wednesday. Two on Wednesday, Norwood first. Oof, come from behind. Even better. That's what I reckon. But purely because I used to back him when he played for Tranmere on my goal scorer bet. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to come back and score against us. <laughs> Method in your madness. Yeah. What, 1 0 down at half time? They're thinking they're going up as champions or whatever. I think they score early. Yeah, I think. That. I think they scored in the first 10 minutes. And Wednesday equalising in second half. That's my prediction. Joe, you know what? I were, I were confident about Tuesday, but I'm not too sure about it. <laughs> nah, I'm just. Joe, you know it's going to be a great, a great evening, though, isn't it? Like packed out away and what is it, four and a half thousand Wednesday nights descending? Yeah, on, that uh, should do us. I didn't realise it were on Sky. I didn't know that until um, from putting group earlier. So that's still a good, good following with a Sky game on Tuesday night. Well, that's it? Two minutes down round. <laughs> yeah, so yeah it's, it's, not, still. it's not far. I mean, I mean, most people. Living Barnsley, don't they? They're Wednesday nights as well, so it's a, it's a local game for them, isn't it? So, yeah, um, right. We're gonna uh, gonna wrap it up there. Brendan, massive thanks for joining us. Have you enjoyed it? My pleasure. I've loved it. Yeah, it's been great. You see, he's seeing what we do in uh, you know in Liam's front room. Not, but I bet people think it's like a swanky studio or whatever. But it's not. It's just Liam's front room. It's not. It's a swanky studio. <laughs> Spotlights and everything. <laughs> But no, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been, uh, you, know, to hear, you know, what you're doing, what have you, and some of your stories and stuff. It's been, uh, it's been brilliant, mate, and more than more than welcome to come on again at any time, pal. I've loved it. Thanks. I'd love to come back. Great really? stuff. Cheers. Um, if you have enjoyed it, do leave us a rating or a review. We do really appreciate it. We do read them when, we, when you do leave them. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. We'll be back on uh, Wednesday with the debate show. Uh, live on Twitter, so do follow us on there at WTID Pod. No doubt we'll be uh, talking about the the win against uh, against Barnsley away from home and another you know another uh, game unbeaten as well. So yeah, do join us on that one, and we'll uh, until then see you later. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.